Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 98 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. And I'm also super excited to announce this week that the show is being aired for the first time in big screen TV. So congratulations guys. Awesome. So thank you to everyone that are joining us uh, live on today's show. I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, you can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, and now it's also on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time, of course, for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy is the captain of this fine vessel, traversing the murky waters of the internet to bring you the latest VR news. He's the VR Captain Sparrow. It's, of course, the ZimTalk5. How you doing, dude? You're right. Why? Thank you, Mike. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm great. I'm great. I think um, sailing is is definitely something that I wasn't expecting to do this week. Um, but when <laughs> <laughs> when the closed beta for Battle Week dropped, jumping on to the helm of a ship with my good friend Doctor Oculus, uh, we did. We sailed the seven seas. I will report back on that a bit later. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that one for sure. Um, so next up, you shouldn't underestimate this guy. He's definitely much smarter than he looks. He's a scientist and newly founded Minecraft VR addict. It's the rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah, I'm. Well, what do you mean much smarter than he looks? Like, what, Let, let's where be honest about from? it. Let's be honest about it. You're the pretty one out of the group. You don't look like you're the brains of the group. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're saying now I'm pretty and I got brains. Yes, exactly. Score. You're like the ultimate combo. Yeah. Yeah, I actually dove a little bit back into Minecraft, but uh, I'll talk more about that uh, later on. Yeah, looking forward to that as well. And next up, back from his adventure at, at VidCon and flying the Millennium Falcon at Galaxy's Edge in California, it's of course my Friesian friend, it's Nathy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yes, I had an amazing holiday. I'm so it was jelly. so much fun. So I'm much so fun. jelly. It was the best vacation I have ever had. And yeah, I was also at VidCon, but it was like super short. <laughs> I had to speak there at a panel about VR. Yeah. And then after that, I disappeared into the Millennium Falcon again that I have been controlling for like five, six times. So yes, great. <laughs> Do you feel uh, like refreshed from the trip? Yes, yes. I, it's funny though that this week, a week after my Disneyland adventures, uh, I, I still dream about being on rides at night. I'm not joking. I'm sleeping in a very strange way at the moment where every time I jump out of bed because I need to go to the next ride. I'm not making this up. I'm, I'm really <laughs> so doing you, that. Your, your mind is still there, but your body yes. is in the Netherlands. Yes, there was this one moment where I was so, so confused that I, I looked out of my door and I thought I looked into Main Street USA. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Right. That's how fun it was, mentioning... basically. I'm now mentioning like rows of kids and Nathan just going like, move out of the way, everyone. Like, move out of the way. Right? <laughs> first. Pushing El them aside. Elbows first. This elbows is my first. fast pass. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, last, but by no means least, myself the, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got an interesting show for you today. We're going to be talking about the rumored specs for the upcoming PSVR 2. We've got some good news about an upcoming fix for the Oculus Rift S static issue. 
We discuss our thoughts on T for God on Oculus Quest. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the releases to look forward to next week. And we're going to talk about Facebook Reality Labs unveiling of a wrist-mounted haptic feedback system called TASPI. So, uh, of course, let's start the show by finding out what everyone's been playing this week. Their highlight of the week and first up to the plate is Zim. To tell us all about Battle Wake. I'm looking forward to this. So, yeah, tell so us all about it, dude. He's ring fenced me, so I don't talk about Vertigo, which is fine. I'll give it to somebody else, but uh, I will have comments on that too. Battle Wake, right? So, uh, what is Battle Wake? First off, uh, Battle Wake is uh, Servios's latest. It is a uh, seafaring adventure. You take command of a vessel, and um, it's probably the first game. I didn't. I didn't get to play like the 2D or flat game Sea of Thieves, but looking at that a lot because it hit large on Twitch, and I was still on, on Twitch at that point. And um, and that was like big, and I was like, oh, it would be great if this came for VR. And then like shortly after, they announced you know Battle Wake, and I was like, sweet. And um, so this week they they opened up to people who had like pre-signed up for the closed beta, and so I got into that. And so you got like four ships, and you can pick your galleon, you can pick your uh, your, your your floating vessel, and you can pick your captain. And the captains each have special abilities. Like there's one lady who does the the classic kraken arm that can take down a ship and all that kind of thing i guess the real question though that people are going to be wanting to know is like how immersive is it is it is it really good do you feel like you're the captain of the vessel what are the mechanics like in terms of the you know people on the ship and i have to say that like as an arcadey combat sim it's pretty neat i was expecting something slightly different in that i was expecting to to be one of the crew of four on the ship it, right not for everyone to have their own independent ships like floating about and so um even you know playing it it was very much the experience that's there which i think was called war something i don't remember exactly the full the full name of it you know it was myself dr oculus sometimes two other people and and it's like four of you versus basically an oncoming wave of ai which to me is a lot less interesting than like 4v4 pvp or something like that so i can only talk to the mode that obviously is is out and available now and you can play it if you do have access, first off, check your email. Uh, you can play it single player. I, I liked a lot of what it had to offer. So, for instance, like the Kraken, when you summon it, it's freaking huge. It's a massive thing. I love the like fact that you've got guns on the front of your ship that differ from your sides, which are usually like cannons and stuff like that, and what's on the rear, which sometimes is like giant cannonballs that have a slow recharge rate. And you, you pick different ships, so they each have different like special abilities. The skeleton one puts up spikes and like the shield that then explodes and so it's quite it's quite active it's quite cool you go through like three stages and so like initially let's say you're taking out enemy ships second you're maybe taking down you know a fortress and you're actually assaulting like a castle and trying to break it down and you see the visual damage and all that and then you get on to like a final boss in most of the most of the runs and so you try to take someone else out and you take down that ship and they've got like you know 10 times the health of your ship or whatever so it's it was fun like you guys like you guys can probably expect from me my biggest complaint with games like this is when you don't have the ability to take a hud down like there, there's mm. enough like aim the projectiles it, it shows you you know how far your trajectory is going to be where it's likely to land i'd love the ability to mm. take that stuff away and wipe it clean so that i can focus on you know when i've got an enemy ship or even a friendly coming at me like to ram me or whatever and you can like pull these chains left and right to do a hard like almost like handbrake turn in the ship which obviously doesn't <laughs> exist but you could do it um so you've got that and, and it is like your, your your ship goes all the time 
It's like a, it's like a car in automatic or something. It's just like <laughs> pulling forward always. Yeah. You can pull both brakes up to like slow yourself to a crawl, but you're still moving forward. And so that was probably one of the noticeable things, which is like they want the battle to keep moving. And I kind of wanted to be able to, as someone who knows how to sail, like I learned how to sail when I was living in the Caribbean, um, they don't do the doldrums effect at all. So like you're always soldiering forward. They don't pay attention to wind at all in that game. So it's quite arcadey. So those things, I kind of wish there was a like a kind of like War Thunder. There's an arcade that's sim mode. I really think this game would benefit for people like me from having something like that, where you you clean up the HUD so that you just see ships in the water because their mm-hmm. graphics are really nice. Like all the scenes, all the characters, the different special animations are cool, but they're covered up by you know when I'm hitting an enemy ship, it's pinging out damage numbers like in Robo Recall. Yeah, so, yeah, but I think uh, um, you know Servios, they're um... They, they, they make arcade games, right? You know, they've got a series of arcade yeah. franchises, VR arcade franchises. So yeah. it kind of makes sense that they would design games for those for yeah. ease of use and but accessibility think, for newcomers. I think it's a fair point that Zim is making that that is, that is not something that like the VR gamer at home really wants. What mm-hmm. we really want, at least when I speak for myself and I think I speak for Zim then as well, is we want immersion. We want to have the feeling that we're on that ship and we're going to battle against other ships or battle against your friends or whatever. And you want to be, you don't want to be the ship. You want to be on the ship as a, as, right. a, as a person and controlling that into an environment that feels like you're really there. Mm-hmm. And if it's arcadey, that. I understand that when they have arcades, they want to like get more into that kind of thing. But mm. for people at home, I think yeah. they, they well, that's, want that that's more. That's what Servios makes in the end. You know, Creed was an arcadey game. Uh, Sprint Factor was an arcadey game as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, the all new of, Walking Dead game is also an arcadey title. You know, yeah, it's definitely. also the same. Uh, and, and, and it works for most people who own a VR headset. I think that... Of course, because the, it's... it's it, it it requires less kind of uh, how would I say it like well, is... I mean the more the more you, yeah less risk if you the more immersive you go the more likely there are that people are gonna they, complain about like yeah. oh yeah this this game is like too intense yeah, are, or like this they is are there. aiming they are aiming for instant fun without having to feel yeah. frustration but it's but it, like I think there is a small you know fix in that where you can just turn off the hot and it's fine it doesn't yeah. change the entire gameplay the core so gameplay. i'm sure they can do that but they can't change the core gameplay no, no, no i'm not they... asking them to so look again one of the things that puzzled me initially as i said my expectations going in were i was expecting to be one of the crew yeah. members on one of the ships and then have others yes. in. but if you think yeah, about no, that think about it from a multiplayer core game design right what would lobbies be like what would ships be like how easy mm. is it to get a game going yeah, um, the, I think the the one thing we were debating yesterday when we, when we kind of had a two hour play session came out of it and we're like thinking back about it. I, I really think that from from Servios's perspective, and this is the biggest probably problem that I have with their games. A lot of their games, you play them for half an hour, and you're kind of like, okay, I get it, you know. And unless it mm. really, really just gives just you like the... you would in an arcade, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's a, it's yeah. a question exactly. though, but like, is did you ever play Furious Seas? Uh, because that's kind of like the the biggest game that we can kind of compare side by side. This, with this is game. a copy, carbon copy. I didn't play it. Um, okay. Doc had, and and it's it's quite a carbon copy. So it's not. It, I think if they took a little bit more of a page out of the book, of um, sorry, what was the two D game that I just mentioned? Um, sea, of sea of Thieves. If yeah. they took more from Sea of Thieves, I think it for in my eyes uh, would have done a little bit better. But again, they probably internally play tested this and found yeah. out what the masses yeah. are going to want. Uh, and, and and in the end, if you have an entire ship that needs to be controlled by players, then try to have a active community driving that title. Because I'm not sure mm-hmm. if everyone still remembers Electronauts. 
what happened to Electronauts? You know, I, I don't hear any any updates on that anymore. It's a very no, different kind of no, game, though. Yeah, but yeah. true. But in in the end, that also drives a online mm-hmm. community. So but by then, having a, a player control one ship, you don't need that many players to no, but, have but fun I mean, in the game. You need at, maybe three people, and then yeah, you have a good match. I I understand that, but if you look at, for example, that the way Star Trek did it, you had one person that could control the entire ship. Exactly. But if you would play a multiplayer, you would have different roles. You have a captain that can control every aspect, but you yeah. have a, a multiplayer. Yeah, but... You have with a, a, someone who steers the ship, someone who exactly. does weapons. Yeah, yeah. But in the in the and... end, I think the the game Servio's made so far, they have enough data to see if it's if it's a risk or not to make a massive of multiplayer course, game that, with a that's, ship that's, with like six people on board. I don't think that that is what Zim is disagreeing with, but I do think that there is a point made in that there could have been more done with the multiplayer, maybe if you like that kind of immersion. But again, mm-hmm. they're making arcade titles, so this is not what they're going yeah. for. I think, I think the, the, the issue is right now, there isn't a game like that. There isn't a game like Sea of Thieves in yeah. VR right now. So, it's but too, I, but it's, know, too, it's too ambitious, it, that's it, why. It is, it is, it's it is. It's not going to work I, right now. Personally, I kind of like the idea of one person controlling each ship because oh, yeah. then you, you feel like you're in control of the action rather than you're relying on someone else. Um, but I'm looking forward to playing it. We're planning to play it this week, me and Nathy. So uh, we'll, maybe we'll talk about it next week. But <laughs> Watch um, out for each other on the open seas is all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there's any friendly fire. So that's, I don't know, good okay. if you like the, an easy the, game. There's also a single player campaign, right? So if you're yeah. like Rowdy, you don't, you don't want to play with other people. You can play on your own and make up your own little pirate adventure on your Cam- own. The campaign isn't isn't available in the in the beta, okay. and also uh, for those looking to play the closed beta, I think it's only available for the weekend. So just uh, watch out for that. Yeah, correct. All right, we got to be fast, Nathan. Exactly. I don't yeah. want you to plan it for Tuesday and then miss <laughs> yeah. it. Don't miss this. Okay. Poll. Okay, so let's find out what Rowdy's been up to then. What about you, dude? What's your highlight yeah, this week? I, I've played uh, I've played two games, and I, I don't know if I can already... We're probably going to talk a little bit about uh, Vertigo later, so I don't know if yeah. I should already mention it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the game that I've been playing is uh, Minecraft. I've actually dove back into Minecraft, uh, and this time it was uh, Chris who loaded up a Lord of the Rings kind of map. So we actually went uh, real, real geek this time, uh, and we just like messed around and like we visited a bunch of areas. It was uh, it was actually an awesome experience uh, to see this as well. I, I probably probably not gonna make a video of it. I don't think it was good video material, but it was fun to just like uh, roam around and see like some maps that really made it like a scale, you know, like an impressive scale. Yeah. Uh, so, so which one was Frodo and which one was uh, his Samwise Ganji? <laughs> I, I, I was Gollum. Schmeagol. <laughs> 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 My precious. Yeah, just creeping around the map the entire time. <laughs> nice. 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 I like. But you also played Vertigo too, right? I also played Vertigo. Um, we're probably going to talk about it later anyway. But uh, yeah, I think it's hands down like the best VR game that I've played so far. Uh, in terms of polish, in terms of uh, uh, story driven forward, um, it's so smooth. Uh, I still I, I still encountered a couple of bugs. Uh, maybe I should mention them as well. I had mm-hmm. the, uh, a shotgun that wouldn't reload. I just had infinite ammo that would just go like, and I had the revolver that wouldn't that wouldn't work then. So the, the the revolver you get towards the end of the of the demo, Same. that also wouldn't work for me. And I had one more was when I, I picked up the, the crowbar while I had, uh, no, I picked up the, the first gun while I had the crowbar still in my hand and all of a sudden I had three hands. So okay. there's still like, you know, some some things that can yeah. be can be worked on, but 
holy moly, this, uh, I would have paid for this demo. Uh, yeah. I know the demo is freely available, but it's so good. It feels like, um, you know, like the, the original Half-Life where you go on the train mm -hmm. and you go through the environment. Um, yeah. He's done, or are they, because I looked it up now, they're a team of three. Zulubu mm -hmm. Productions is a team insane. of three. Uh, the, the lead developer is, is 19, 19 years old. Uh, uh, it's it's, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing how, how smooth it is. But like I was saying, they have that train ride in the beginning where they like, you know, a great sense of humor as well, like the way that they portray everything. Uh, so nicely done how you go through the environments, how you shift from, from a level to another level. Um, yeah, so, so well done. Great audio, great visuals, uh, great, great voice acting. Um, yeah, I'm very impressive. So, so let's talk about it then. Let's talk about Vertigo 2 Open because, Pandora's um, box. uh, Nathie, this is going to be your highlight of the week, is it? Or was it, was it going to be something yes. else? Yes. No, okay. no, it is. Yeah. So, so let's have a little talk about it then, because, um, you know, I think all of us played it this week. Yep. Um, for those that don't know, it's on Steam right now. It's a free demo. Um, it has full index support. So if you've picked up a brand new Valve index, you really need to try this demo out because not that it has a lot of like hand interaction stuff going on in it, but just that it's very polished for a demo that's being created by a small team but and it shows a lot of potential, right? Even even when you say like the hand interaction, I played it with the because I, I I should probably mention I played it with the Oculus Rift S. Mm -hmm. The integration that has been done from the Valve because I mean he obviously he did a lot of work for the for the Valve Index controller since he perfected uh, the software for it uh, to do finger tracking um, or finger uh, uh, extensions. Um, but the the conversion that has been done to the Oculus Rift S is is nothing but amazing. Like it's the, really good. It's it's the best kind of Oculus Rift S interaction I've had in in a single game yet. Just because you have like he did like the same kind of when you push a button, it's the, how the harder you push it, the more it will also it does it on the Oculus Rift S as well. And I think of course Correct. the three fingers go at the same time, but that's not really because I mean I'm not I'm not flipping anyone off in the game anyway, so that's not that big of an issue. Um, but also the the triggers. I did have one issue with uh, with the firing mode. If I wanted to change the firing mode, I had to press the button A, and mm -hmm. I had to uh, push the thumbstick forward at the same time, yeah, yeah, which I had to do with uh, with a different hand, of course, because I can't right. do that. He should that's, probably that's, switch that. That's the, why to I the touch controller so that it's clickable. That's why that I always it. wanted to have a controller that has a thumbstick and a touchpad because in this case it's super neat to be able to switch yeah, but, between those on the Valve Index controllers. Yeah, but you could easily do it on the Oculus because the Oculus touch controller, the thumbstick is clickable yeah. as well. So if you yeah, click yeah. that in and push it forward, you get the same kind of thing. Or even a push hold, like Space Pirate Trainer does a mode like that for weapon yeah. selection. And yeah. I felt like yeah. I was like, why don't you just copy the Space Pirate Trainer? But the thing I got to say about this is, right, lead developer 19 made Vertigo single-handedly, right? When he was what, 16? And 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how this isn't a team of 20 people. I really don't get it. I don't get it. And and the other thing is, you said you pay for it. This beats so many things. An hour of content they're giving you for free that is probably the most polished piece, most well-rounded piece of VR entertainment in the last year, easily. And it, and it's an it's a it's an experience that ends. So it's not like uh yeah. you know, it it it's I mean it ends, it leaves you hanging a little bit, but it's like it's an experience that starts and it's experience that has an ending. So it, yeah. I, I kind of like that. It's even as a, as a, as a full fledged kind of game, this would still be for me like, 
yeah, this was fun, you know. This, this is it, nice. It's, it's also got some Easter eggs in there, which I think we should keep a secret. Um, yeah. If yeah. you haven't seen them already, uh, there's got some really nice Easter eggs in there. So, um, you know, if you, if you own any PC VR headset, go and download it for free yeah. and check it out. Uh, but you you played it and you did a video on your channel, right, Nathy? Yeah. So for me, Vertigo, also just Vertigo, the first one, you have, you have a demo of that one uh, as well on Steam for free. So if you want to also go back and check out the first one, you can. Um, but for me, Vertigo 2 was one of the first times where I'm like, this is why I bought a Valve Index. This is what I want to play on my Valve Index. This is what I want to experience. This could be a flagship for the Valve Index. This could be a reason for me to tell someone else, hey, you want to have high-end VR? This is a game that matches up with the hardware you buy. Um, the funny thing was that I actually had to uh, like I had the thought like oh this is actually I don't need a Valve Index because it works well, that's a good so sign. great with the with the other controllers as well. So yeah, they, they, they fully utilized. It must have been the Oculus pipeline for you know for the hand interaction because it it was it was gorgeous hand interaction. Yeah. And I, actually the way the thing I was thinking I was like I'm so glad I didn't buy. An, in, an index. Yeah, because, I, I had like, to say. I, I don't like those controllers, <laughs> frankly. You know, if my, where I've settled well, that, that on it is, I don't like them. That's then... great. That's great to hear because this developer knows how to make a proper exactly. VR game for exactly. every platform, and that's Three rare. People. You don't, you don't, you don't see that that much. Where mm. someone else is like, "Hey, I had an amazing experience on my headset," and then the others say the same thing. Now, this is this is a, this is a piece of art, I would say. And for a demo, like they know how to sell this. They know what they got in their hands and they're not afraid to show it even in this long demo because this demo is like 40 45 minutes or something yeah. and you could even replay it and, and and check out some as mike said some easter eggs now this is very good this is very good and this is exciting again for everyone who owns a valve index because we can all be honest here that there is almost nothing that has been released so far that is impressive mm -hmm. and if stuff like this comes out and we have some other developers also dedicating themselves to make the best VR experience out there, then uh, this is a very good sign. It's a very mm -hmm. good sign. I totally agree. And it's funny when Rowdy kept on saying about clicking the touch controller triggers, like he, he's almost uh, thumbsticks. He's, he's almost trying to, to, to trigger all the people that bought a Valve Index out there. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, the, with the Index controllers, what I really enjoyed was that it's got this kind of pill-shaped thumbstick. Uh, that's your, if you push and click it, that's yeah. your teleport. Uh, but also with your gun, that's how you change your firing modes. And it actually works really well having both. Uh, yeah. But it's great to hear that it works flawlessly with the touch controllers as well. Uh, but yeah, I think all of us can't, uh, you know, recommend the demo of Vertigo yeah. 2 enough, yeah. really. You should just it, go and check it out. It, it, I, on one side, this is a great sign for the VR industry. On the other side, it's concerning that these dudes can do a, a way better job than a lot of developers out there. Yeah, but this is also like extreme raw talent, though. Like, yeah, I don't but again, think we also around that, and 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 I should also not forget to mention that we're also talking about budget here. Like, they could have gotten a very big budget to work with. Most developers have maybe six months to finish up a game, and they would never like this has been in mm -hmm. development for a very long time. Yeah, it's also worth noting. I, yeah, think, but I don't think they earlier. have a big budget at all. Uh, the um, the the main developer was an intern at Valve whilst they were developing the index controllers. And, and I think that's why this game or the demo is so polished because, you know, he worked very closely with Valve. So he obviously knows 
you know, some really good development tools and tricks to optimize the game. But yeah, it's standout. Go and check it out. The game is actually coming out in 2020. So we've still got a <laughs> yeah, while to wait, crazy. sadly. Uh, but yeah, a very promising start. Um, there's, so let's. There's, two, there's just two things I wanted to say about that, Mike. Um, firstly, I think that this guy won, guy or gal, I don't know, um, won the genetic pool because the talent here is is insane. Everything from graphic design, you, you mentioned the, the voice talent as well, Rowdy. Is so well-rounded i'm I, i'm absolutely shocked at how few people are involved with this mm-hmm. and the second thing is now this is a bit of a funny thing but i'm going to recommend that vertigo games goes makes a deal and buys the ip Zubaloo. to vertigo and vertigo Zubaloo. 2. zubaloo productions <laughs> zubaloo productions yeah. exactly mm-hmm. just just bring them in now's the time they're it, obviously yeah. talented make a make a bid go buy them before somebody yeah. else does yeah. And, and and I should also mention that they they not only made Vertigo but they also made the Moondust uh, demo as well. Yeah, oh. yeah. They, they've actually they've actually quite a few games because I went to the uh, to their website to go and check out his CV. His CV is impressive though because he does mm. everything from like graphic design to he has a part on like how he coded like atmosphere, mm-hmm. like how a computer like uh, can code atmosphere. Uh, he has a part about music design. Uh, it's no, it's, uh, it's nothing but amazing, like what this what this mm-hmm. guy actually can do. But uh, yeah, Vertigo and Vertigo Two, Spicy Tanks, Blue Shift, Directionless. So they've actually been developing like a, a quite a few. I don't know if but, all of them are VR, mm-hmm. but um, it, it, they've actually been what, uh, dipping their toes in quite some bits. What it comes down to is that they understand what they have in their hands in terms of hardware. Where we mm-hmm. see so many studios that don't use the touch controllers or develop index controllers to their full potential these these fellas know what what they can do and how to use them and how to translate that into satisfying gameplay mm. it's it's just funny that they seem to even understand the touch controllers better than many others uh, mm. so I don't know. Great job. Yeah, but you, you make a really good point, Zim, that someone like Valve or someone else oh. should just buy them up now while they're small. Absolutely and, and... now. Absolutely now. This is like, when you see this, this is... We, this should, guy... we should pull together and buy them. I'm not <laughs> even joking. I would so consider doing that because it's like the amount of genius, the amount of raw talent that you have to, to produce a product like that. You don't see it almost anywhere. It's yeah. Yeah, Or not, maybe. Maybe it's because he's so uh, like free that he's able to do these kind of things. Like, that's the other uh, thing. You can't just put chains on somebody. But that said, yeah. look at... Yeah. I mean, Oculus was in that space not too long ago, right? Mm. And and they got bought up, funded, and have done things that they wouldn't have been able to do if they didn't go with, um, you know, evil Facebook corp. I say that just only because some people <laughs> think Facebook is evil. Okay. okay. I may or may not be one of them. <laughs> So that is Vertigo 2. Um, so the thing I want to talk about, there's two things I want to talk about this week, actually, that uh, are my highlight. The first thing I did this week uh, was I went out and bought a Vive tracker uh, after last week's podcast. Uh, if you missed that show, it's because uh, I got super excited talking about a game called Touring Carts VR. Um, and it basically is a game that is upcoming. Uh, it's a kart racer in VR that replicates the feeling of Mario Kart VR in the arcades right now. Uh So you can use a setup with a full racing wheel, pedals uh, at your home with your Vive, Vive Pro, Pimax, or Index. And then you can use a Vive tracker on your hand to to let go of the steering wheel, grab something from the air that's on the track, and then throw it at your opponent. And I was like, like even just talking about it on the show, even though I prepped the show myself, I got (laughs) super excited talking about it on the show. So as soon as the show finished, I went and bought a Vive Tracker. I only bought one because, uh, you know, otherwise it was going to cost me another kidney uh, because these things are bloody expensive. It cost me £130 for one. 
For one. <clears throat> 130 one quid. Well, what do you mean brand new? Brand, and this is the thing. You need to buy these ones brand new, particularly if you bought an index. And this is important to know if you're interested in buying a tracker. Huh. Uh, there's two models of the tracker. Uh, the newest one has a blue Vive logo in the middle. Uh, and that is compatible with uh, Steam Base Stations 2.0. The older ones, which have a grey uh, logo in the middle, are only compatible with Base Stations 1.0. Ah. Can so you, you show it, by the way? I don't have it. It hasn't been delivered yet. Uh, oh, okay, wait. Maybe I can find it in my... Uh... Still coming. Um, but Not yeah. buying that cover story, though, Mike. I know it's for VR chat and you just want to be a dancing anime girl, but it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to stick it on my belt and so I can gyrate. And, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to do that. But, uh, I yeah, have I was, the old ones still, I think. You do, yeah. But yeah, I was super excited about Touring Carts VR. So if you missed last week's episode, go and check that out. It's, uh, it's going to be on Steam. It's going to be on PSVR. And they've also implemented methods on the PSVR version. So you can play with a steering wheel and one move controller to simulate the same feeling on the PSVR, which is great. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is a game called Crisis Brigade. Now, think Crisis Brigade, but with VR in front of it, and that's what this game's called. Uh, it's also available on the PC VR and PSVR. Uh, Nathie's just showing us the Vive tracker on webcam now. So this he's is got the old the, one, right? Older version with the gray Vive logo. The newer version has the blue Vive logo, so just be aware of that. Um, but yeah, uh, Crisis Brigade... Um, like I say, it's, it's on PC VR and PSVR headsets right now. Uh, but recently, the developers called Suma Lab uh, added the game to SideQuest as, sadly, the game didn't get uh, approval to be on the Oculus Quest store. Mm. Um, so I was kind of intrigued by this one. I played it, and I just thought it was a really fun little game. Like, it's super arcadey. It feels a bit like Time Crisis uh in that it's very quick uh it's fun and and it's super challenging as well um you have like three lives if you get shot three times it's game over you have to start the level right from the beginning again so it encourages you to get better and better and keep playing and playing um the first level is like a a terrorist incident at a bank where they're going to blow it up and just like the best uh 80s action movies out there (sighs) you play the role of like a solo cop going in to save the day just with his like little pistol solo cop you say okay solo cop yeah um and the shooting and reloading mechanics are just really fun and satisfying you know you have to reload the gun each time sometimes if you haven't got one in the chamber you have to rack the slide back again um and you have to actually use cover like physical cover so you know you're constantly having to move around a wall or you're having to duck down behind your like squad car and the thing is like i was so like laser focused into this game and having so much fun i didn't actually realize that i had done like a thousand squats in this game because the next day i couldn't actually walk wow. <laughs> I so was it like, sounds like like a, a a game that makes good out of like good use out of your room skill environment like it's perfect game for the quest because you're you're moving around so much you can like really sort of move around your play space yeah and I just had so much fun. I was sweating buckets by the end of it. <laughs> Finally completed the first mission. I was super relieved. Um, but it just kind of made me realize that, you know, we've talked about this before, of course, but we're missing a few little gems because of this curated process. And we've talked about, again, why there's pros and cons of this curated mm-hmm. process. But yeah. apparently, according to the developers, I don't know how they know this, but Oculus didn't even play this game, apparently. Um, the Quest version. I don't know how they know that, but apparently that's what they're saying. Mm. So I, I would just say, like, you know, I would urge Oculus just to give this one a second look uh, because I think this one is a lot of fun and there's nothing else like it on the Quest store right now in terms of like arcade cover shooter. Mm. 
Yeah. So and and right now, looking at the store of the quest, people are dying to play something new. So by curating it so heavily, uh, there is barely anything getting through this great firewall at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you know, if you want to play the game for free, it's on SideQuest right now. Uh, it's completely legit you know, supported by the developers. If you enjoy it, they just urge you to go and buy like the Rift version of the game and leave a nice <laughs> review on the Rift version saying you played it on Quest and that will get Oculus's attention, fingers crossed. Say the name again? Uh, Crisis Brigade. Uh, it's available on PSVR, PC, and obviously on SideQuest. Brigade. Is, is that a, um, <clears throat> is that a spinoff of a, uh, a previous PC game? Like, I don't know, uh, Crisis, there was a PlayStation game called Crisis something Time Cop or... No, no, it's no. it's assets. I, I do think it's assets remind you of other games you played, but that's about yeah. it. it. I, I made a comment in my video. That it kind of like it's like Roblox has all of a sudden got violent. But <laughs> uh, graphics aside, like it, it's it's great fun to play, and that's the yeah. key part of it here. Sounds good. Um, I'm glad you've not. I'm glad you've not fallen down your staircase yet. <laughs> yeah, doing a little doing a little Max Payne style dive. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you so do is, it, have a camera on the staircase, please, Mike. Exactly. Plus, exactly. if if this if this game he's playing ha has a basement, he could just jump down, and it still makes sense. Still carry on. Exactly. The thing I was gonna say, uh, really, to Oculus, get, having seen like two Oculus Connects, something that they they do really well sometimes is to do like a sizzle reel of indie games. It would be so cool if Oculus Connect comes around, and because we haven't heard much, you know, back from developers, let's say, let's say they've got a few games a few good choice indie games in the holding tank going through the qa process at the moment ready to launch they sizzle reel it at oc6 i think you'll get a cheer from the crowd if you do that with a couple of yeah. select games i'd love to see this one in there yeah <laughs> yeah go and try it this week zim i'd love to know your thoughts on it um but let's jump into some quick news then and first up is uh, some great news if you're an oculus rift s owner because one of the biggest complaints around about this headset is you know, the audio for one, uh, you know, we all know that the audio kind of sucks on this headset, which is a shame. Uh, but the other big issue is that every now and again, while you're playing with the headset, you'll see a, like a static white flash uh -huh. in the headset. Yeah. So this isn't captured in any recordings when you record gameplay using OBS. It can only be seen in the headset itself. And this has been an issue since day one of the Rift S launch. And it even caused some people out there to return their headsets because they were like, Oh, this kind of sucks. I'm just going to go back to my CV1. Yep. Um, but it's great that Oculus have finally addressed the issue and posted a response on the official Oculus forums oh. this week. And they've stated that a firmware update to fix this exact issue is coming soon. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. coming soon. I, I want a moment. <laughs> not, <laughs> I thought like, hey, now it's out, but coming soon. Yeah. Okay. They said They said, sadly, it won't be included in the next... Uh, public test channel release yeah. uh, but it's going to be imminent so these poor it, consumers yeah you know if you're a rift s owner i would highly recommend by the way to be on the public test channel version of oculus home because uh, you'll get these updates first and the most recent update on the public test channel from oculus uh, added improvements to the rift s tracking uh, so it's worth it's worthwhile being on the public test channel if you're not sure how to enable it just go into your Oculus dashboard on your desktop, go under settings and beta, and then just check the little toggle that says public chess channel and you'll be on it. Um, so yeah, but did you guys, you guys notice this static flash oh, in the headset? Pretty much every yeah. night I'm streaming with it. Yeah. It, it's like a, I would, I would describe it as a, um, a static, mostly white, but gray speckled uh, noise yep. frame. It is colored as yeah. well. It's colored pixels, noise frame that just gets inserted. I probably see it once in 20 minutes. 
Oh, so often I see it less than that, though. Yeah. I think I don't. I don't think I see it that often, mm. or forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I I see it like every few hours. Uh, it's yeah. not a deal breaker for me. It's just an annoyance. Uh, I yeah. I can understand why the community are upset about it. Uh, but it's great. It's that only a, a fraction of a second, right? Oh it yeah, doesn't... of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it is. It's still a single frame for me. So like I, yeah. the fact that some people have kicked their rift asses back. I would hope that they had other reasons as well, because yeah. it seems quite minor to kick it back just for that. Now, if you couple that with the audio crackle, okay, fair enough. It seems a little bit janky. So, but yeah. it's a software fixable problem. Great. I'm glad they've acknowledged it. That's one problem acknowledged. Let's hope they <laughs> now acknowledge the audio issue we talked about before. Oh, which, yeah. That's on the Quest though, right? Uh, the, that was, the reduced audio yeah, on the but Quest. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if if it's a shared software ecosystem or something that's driving this, I don't think they're related, but um, no, it just no. feels like they're uh, related. Yeah, for me, like the audio, the only way I got around it was uh, by using the PSVR Bionic Mantis uh, ear earphones, which are kind of clip-on ones. I'll just show you that quickly on the webcam so you can see it if you've never seen them before. Right. Uh, they, 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 they come in white originally, but I painted them black. Um, it's a bit of an ugly uh, sort of cable mess, uh, but it sounds way better than the stock solution. Yeah. And then for a microphone, I use a wireless mod mic, yeah. uh, which hopefully, is better than the Rift uh, Desk built Hopefully they sell a, sell a new version with headphones on there because it's kind of sad to see a mic and others, you know, put their own headphones on them. Well, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, some quick Rift S news. Okay. Wait, wait, that's just on Nathie's point. So that's that's available now. You can buy for £49 or whatever the additional earbuds, mm. but it doesn't circumvent the audio crackle. The audio crackle is affected in the ports because if I put on aftermarket in the, headphones, in the jacks. Doesn't, it affects the jacks. Are you talking about Rift S? Uh, no. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Quest. Yeah, I'm talking but yeah, about Quest. but for Thank Rift you. S, you know, I, I would I would totally recommend a permanent solution stuck to your headset. Mm. So, mm. Um, so let's get into some game sales then, because if you missed out on the Steam VR summer sale and the mm. Oculus summer sale, you might be happy to hear that Humble Bundle are currently offering some great discounts on some awesome VR games. Now, these will be Steam VR keys, just so you're aware. And here are some of our highlights of the sale. So first up, Space Junkies. Get this, £5.94. Amazing deal. Yeah. Uh, which equates to six ninety nine in US dollars. I think this is great. Does this is like the... This is like the price it should have been. Well, not should have been from the yeah. beginning. It should have been more, but it should have been cheaper because you've got to note that this game launched at like $40. Yeah, but that still means that they still need more players. So they go down and down and down because it seems yeah. like they still need more players. But but it deserves more players. Oh, yeah, it that, does. That, that, it that's does. the thing. This it game it is a AAA game um, by its design, feeling, and, and gameplay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a solid quick-paced arcade shooter. Yeah. I know we've mentioned it on the show before. Um, it, it's it's way better than the recently released uh, Telefrag uh, VR. So if you're considering Telefrag or this game, like mm -hmm. this is a no-brainer, go for Space Junkies. Um, <coughs> and at this reduced price, it's a bargain. So hopefully there'll be an influx of uh, new yeah. players and you can hopefully have some fun with this one. Uh, the next one on the list is Killing Floor Incursion. Uh, this is £9.99 or $9.99 US dollars. Awesome, man. Um, Highly recommend playing this co one co-op. Yeah. yeah. Me and Nathie played this one co-op. We had so much fun with this one. It's super creepy and gets really intense, but yeah. it's got some really satisfying gameplay mechanics in there. 
especially co-op. Amazing. Uh, next one on the list is Skyrim VR. <laughs> like you could play this game for an eternity, and this is thirteen pounds nineteen pence or nineteen seventy nine in US dollars. Again, there's just so much content for that price. If if that sort of setting and fantasy world is your bag. But is is that with all the DLCs then? Or is that only the core mm. game? Does the core VR game include the DLCs or do you have to buy that separately? It includes. Yeah, includes when they did the VR when they did the VR game, ah, all okay. that. The extra islands and everything and Mirak. If you ever get if you ever get to Mirak and get his staff, do not oh, yeah. drop it. It is awesome. You get these black, horrible tentacles that come up. I murdered entire villages with wow. this thing. I, I love it when I love it when people get excited about games that I literally have no interest in playing whatsoever. You, but it's great. But Mike, the possibilities in this game are endless. You can get stuck on a mountain with your horse and then walk all the way back to a village to save your game again. But the reason I love it, right? And it's a reason why I know Rowdy um, is now getting into Minecraft, right? The ability to wander <laughs> and the ability to wander literally for like two hours in a direction. You could literally probably walk for a lot longer than that, by the way. Find a cave, go down that cave, have that cave be longer than the vast majority of VR games and have interactions down there that feel like it was a at least double A, you know, VR game like designed just for that purpose. It's an amazing game. And that's not even talking about the mod scene if you buy it on PC. <laughs> so there you go. Zim's recommendation. Just go, and, just go and buy this game. Uh, next one is I Expect You to Die. £13.29, uh, $17.49 in US dollars. They've literally just added mm. some free DLC to the game, uh, which is a level yeah. called Seat of Power. I played that this week, thought it was uh, short, but sweet. I thought it was a fun little level. Um, loads of fun content in there if you sort of like uh, escape room sort of games. Uh, next one is Fisherman's Tale. Solid puzzle game <laughs> in VR. Really, really clever puzzle design. Nine pounds and nine pence in British pounds, uh, nine seventy nine in US dollars, mm. and the final one on my list is Doom VFR, six pounds fifty nine in British pounds, nine eighty nine in US dollars. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. There's only okay. an additional one that I want to mention, Mike, because it's so low and it's very easy to bypass. Um, I like Tim Schafer's games, and so uh. games like games like. Um, uh, Day of the Tentacle, and um, there's a whole bunch of other things that have happened. Actually, I don't think Day of the Tentacle was him, but there's there's loads of Schaefer games, and he's he's a legend in the industry. They Grim made Fandango, a, Grim Fandango, thanks. Um, they actually made a, um, a a series called Psychonauts a while back. Mm -hmm. Very it had cult following, big on PC, and then they did a custom VR game for, and it didn't get a huge mm. accolade in the community at the time. But I have to say, for what it is, it's a couple hours, probably three. If I remember correctly, Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin for £2.32 is a total steal. It's really, really, it's a good game. It was a buy recommendation for me about two years ago. Um, a Humble Bundle is great for like buying stuff at like budget prices. Don't yeah. pass that one up if you're on PC VR. It's good. Yeah, and also you're buying in a legit way where the developers actually make some, some money too, you know, compared yeah. to... Yeah, and that's only a handful of games. There's so many more yeah. uh, VR games on sale at HumbleBundle.com. Uh, we've added a link in the description down below if you want to go check it out. Wow. So next up, this is an interesting one. Uh, I've been interested about talking uh, about this one with you guys. Uh, it's T for God on Oculus Quest. Zim mentioned this in releases last week, and it got me super excited, a bit like the touring carts thing. A lot of things we talk about on the show get me really excited and I end up doing them the week after. So hopefully you guys out there and girls that are listening, you have the same thing, kind of spurs you to go and try something new. Um, 
But I was really impressed with this. So T for God, a super weird name for a game. <laughs> Don't let that put you off, though, uh, because you should go and check it out. Uh, it's free to check out on Oculus Quest as it's a side quest title. So you need to go through that installation procedure. You did it this week, Zim. How was it for you, the side quest? No, I wish, uh, I wish I could. Um, unfortunately, I got a neck problem preventing me from doing quest shows at the moment because the quest okay. is just that little bit heavy. Okay. It irritates my neck, and uh, so I'm holding off at the moment. For Between that and the VR Brigade, uh, yeah. Brigade. Yeah, uh, those I, two titles are amazing. Oh, I can't, yeah. like, I am, I'm sitting here just crying constantly when Sorry. I'm not on the show. Sorry. Yeah. So, okay, so it's free on Quest through SideQuest, and it's on PC VR headsets uh, on itch.io. So you can download the game on itch.io and play it on any PC VR headset. The interesting thing about this game is that it measures your play space. Uh, so after you've set up your room, it, it knows the, uh, the measurements of your play space and adapts the game accordingly. So that's the sort of magic about this. So in most VR games, you can use a thumbstick or a touchpad to move around or swing your arms like in Gorn. In this game, you actually have to walk around your environment, your physical environment. And it uses non-Eclodian spaces to create a unique move movement system that's procedurally generated. It's super hard to describe, but I'll try my best. But just imagine in your mind like an Escher painting. And that's kind of what these developers have created in VR. Like, it's just magic. Um, so as the game knows your play space, it generates and scales the game world around that play space. So you, each play space will be unique and each world will be unique that it creates for that play space. So if you're playing in a, in a warehouse or you're playing in a tiny little room, it doesn't really matter. It will create a maze type environment that you can physically walk around your play space without ever bumping into your walls. And when I played it, I was super surprised. I never bumped into a wall, never fell off my staircase. Uh, I was super safe. And Guardian on or off while you did that? I had it on, yeah. uh, but I never touched the walls. Um, mm. I, you could turn it off and you would be safe. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, though. Um, but it gives you the feeling of navigating through like an industrial maze when in real life you're just kind of doing circles or figures of eight around your play mm. space. Oh, yeah, like that, yeah. This is, this is what the Oculus Quest does best. And that's what we got to experience with Superhot with this early demo at Oculus Connect. If yes. they did the same with what they did now, it would yes. have been amazing. Because honestly, most VR titles you played with your Oculus Quest are standing experiences. Because in the end, you don't have to move physically to get somewhere. You can always, as you said, swing your arms or use your thumbstick or do something else. So this one is forcing you to make use out of that play space. And I think that's what Quest does best. Absolutely, because you're wireless, uh, I would advocate playing it on Quest over PC VR. Uh, but this really reminded me of the Star Wars Void experience and oh, yeah. the Arizona Sunshine location-based experience because yeah. they used similar techniques and tricks in those location-based experiences to pull off the feeling of being in a bigger play space when in fact you're in a, a little cube, basically. Um, so yeah, I would definitely urge you to go check it out. It is kind of hard to explain, but basically because you're walking around your play space and you're not having to use thumbsticks or teleportation, it makes you feel way way more connected to the experience and it makes it more immersive and way more fun as well. I can't wait to play. I can't wait to play it. Um what would you Dude. what would you be your comment about the difficulty for getting into cuz if if someone hasn't gotten to side loading. Um yeah. you know using side quest and all that that that's required how how much of a challenge is that today is it 
it's so easy now with side quest and i know i know that you know nathy in particular isn't a big advocate of doing this sort of thing um that's that's fine you know uh i understand why because you do have to sign up as a developer you know you're, yeah, you're, that's you're, the only thing you're you're you're, you're, yeah. you're agreeing uh to terms and conditions so you need to be aware of that mm. um but SideQuest is very, very easy. It's easier now than it ever has been with Go or, or Quest. So uh, there is really no excuse unless you're worried about this sort of terms and conditions thing. You should go check it out because uh, yeah. you're missing out. Like this is the thing. This week, uh, I only played sideloaded content on my Quest. Uh, that was uh, Crisis Brigade, uh, T for God, and the Force Tube uh, demo yeah. using the Force Tube with the Quest, which also worked and, great, by the way. And, and do you think that the game in itself, beyond like being novel, uh stood in its own as well good question no it's a great question uh i think the community really hyped this uh because of the movement system the core gameplay mechanics you're shooting uh robots um and you're moving around to get to an end an ending mm -hmm. uh the hands look great the little robot hands kind of remind me of stormland hands a bit like watered down for the quest um but yeah it's kind of a bit meh you know the gameplay is a bit meh but the concept and the way they've yeah. implemented this movement system is yeah, shows potential. completely what I, unique. What I really and want I, with this, what I really want with this, um, hearing that feedback, is a game like, remember we covered this title, uh, I don't know if you, if you guys are going to remember it, but with Loneliness, which was like a roguelike, you're a, you're a, a disheveled robot that's been ejected from the system and you're trying to climb your way back, almost like a climby type experience, but as I mentioned, kind of roguelike and in the similar graphical style as T for God. And I just think that if you applied that you you know non Euclidean movement mechanism with this and had it scale well to large and larger environments, um, I think that that would be really exciting as an experience to play in a field outdoors in a rec center that you you yeah. know hire for a half an hour or an hour or something. Um, that would be really awesome. I thought. And yeah. for arcades too, you know, location-based yeah. places are totally interested in these kind of things where it's actually adapting to what you have because it mm. saves up a lot of development costs as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just hope that, you know, this is why I wanted to mention it on the show again, because I hope developers out there, uh, I know a few developers listen to the show that they could check it out and, and maybe, you know, uh, read their blog because they do a series of blogs on their website, which is voidroom.com. And they actually mm -hmm. explain how they do all this, like procedurally generated occludian, non-occludian uh, spaces. Uh, so yeah. it's super interesting from a developer's so, point of view. So it sounds like this one could be a potential title on the official store as well. But right now it's still kind of in its early or is it because in this I, I, case I, oculus wants to kind of push the standing like i i, I haven't yeah. seen any game on the on the official store that makes use out of a physical space i think they don't want to go there the, the only game that's on the oculus store that makes use of your play space and scales to that play space is bogo, bogo. Uh, uh and and, but, and also national geographic in a way as well it's also okay. forcing you to but not not in the way you're describing it here yeah, yeah. Um, but i i have a concern that because of the movement that that it might not get there but fingers crossed i super i really do hope so i really do hope so yeah but uh, it's funny now it's funny that Mike is playing a lot on on this side quest tour. If 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 this keeps rolling, if this keeps you know going on, it will compete with the official store. Like but if, I, if I they get it as it's a already bad thing, though, I don't see no, that. It's, it's, it's not, not a bad no, thing. no, no, no. That's something that that just grew by itself. That's yeah. Just, uh... This this kind of is like something that we've asked for before when we said like, oh, it would be nice if we would have like oh, yeah. a curated yeah, yeah. store and like a store like you know for. Mm other yeah. non-curated stuff 
The only thing I would wish is that there is a payment method uh, done so we can give the developers mm. the, the funds that they deserve to maybe but fund the next there, title. Isn't the there like, because I know that Itch.io works with that uh, that kind of way as well, that you have like, uh, for example, like a Patreon system that you can, right, for example, yeah. get like yeah. a, a key but, yeah. through there to, to download it from the other store. Yeah, yeah. Would, no, I think that would be a great solution, but I don't think Oculus would be amused because then it makes its own revenue. And that's what, I, I don't think they want that stuff. Whether they like it or not, like no, no, they, they great. Cre- like I totally agree, guys. Like they yeah. created this themselves. Yeah. So now it's well, up no, to no, them no. to. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't mean a negative. I. I do think that the curated store experience is still the way forward for the Oculus Quest. Oh yeah. But uh, like like Mike said, there needs to be a way to to for the developers to reward them for their efforts if they don't go for the Oculus Store. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. you cannot expect from Oculus to be no, delivering no. those funds. But if there's another way of doing that through Patreon or mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. whatever donating or then yeah. that's a good no, that, that, that's true yeah, i'm that's surprised true. there isn't a donate link on that site it, they, it should be yeah the developers should really yeah if, if I, they're not averse to it because some developers are like they believe in a pay it forward internet where it's i'll take the free app that you developed and i'll make one and you take mine yeah. but i do yeah. think that to support yourselves get some coffees or whatever in yeah Throw yeah. a donate link up because yeah. you deserve it for you know exploring VR in this way. This yep. development is yeah. really critical, and you're showing how yeah, it's done. So. so thank you so, for uh, making making this possible. Yeah. So I, I there is like this one comment from Nimzo. He says, in the end, no consumer should ever be signed up as a developer to get games, and that's a bad process. And I totally agree. In the end, it should be easier for consumers to play these titles that don't make it on the store. Yeah. So there should be a legalized process in between yeah. that makes this happen. That's that's all I'm saying. Like I totally yeah. support that's, this that's open VR thing. No, that, and that's that the... not going to happen. Well, the, and I, don't, that, I don't think that's that, the that, that is going to happen. Yeah. That Oculus is going to say like, we're going to no, make no. a... No, uh, no, I don't uh, think so either. Because that would open yeah. up everyone to just make something again themselves without having to go through green light. Okay, next topic. But, yeah, exactly. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's just, it's just like one of these topics that I'm super, I know, super I know, interested I know. in because it's so important for the industry. What's going it, on it, at it, this it, moment? But no, it, listen. You need. <laughs> it's so funny. Like this show already, we've been like so like triggered. Like, nah, nah, nah. yeah, yeah. But that's great. That's Fix great. That we, I, I love that we all have different opinions on stuff. Uh, it would be super boring if we had the same exactly. opinion. And hopefully, you guys in the chat uh, and those that are watching in big screen are all having your own little debates oh, about yeah. this as well. Because I would love that that yeah. we're sparking conversation. In the end, uh, we are. You United on one thing, and that is we all support an open VR platform that every developer can make something and everyone can check it out. Yeah. And I, I got to highlight a comment. Someone just said, DJ Gaming said, bro, I'm just bored. I want more quest <laughs> content. That's exactly what we're talking yeah. about. SideQuest is like this open hole that, that allows developers to feed you yeah. regularly. Yeah. So that is uh, T for God. Go and check it out just for the movement and the non-Euclidean uh, spaces. Very interesting concept. Final bit of quick news this week is that if you're a fan of Minecraft, like Rowdy and Zim, then you'll probably be really happy and you'll probably want uh, Minecraft on the Quest, right? You guys want Minecraft on Quest? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what I want is never going to happen. I'm never probably going to get Vivecraft on the Quest, unfortunately, no. because of how it builds. But, yeah. you know, okay, can we have the, uh-huh. what do they call it, Bedrock version, the the Carmack <laughs> uh, coded version of Minecraft for Quest? I don't see why not. 
Yes. You know. um, and this is the thing. You'll be happy to hear that there's a lot of other people out there that also want Minecraft on the Quest, oh, and they're trying right. to make it happen. So there is actually an online petition right now that you can sign uh, that's part of the Minecraft uh, feedback community. Um, so the thing is, you know, it, it, it would just work so well on Quest. You know, take yeah. it on the go with you, play it in other various rooms within your home, completely wireless. It's strange that it hasn't been out on Quest already. Um, but even on Rift, right? Officially, in a way where it's like Vivecraft, where you can use your hands and really physically play Minecraft. Not not the cinema one, where you're into this screen and you play with your controller, right? Yeah, like Zim's the expert when it comes to playing Minecraft on on PC VR headsets, but Vivecraft <laughs> is is the is what you use, right? It's the bee's knees for multiplayer. Um, that's not to say that the Bedrock version is bad, especially if you're going to play it by yourself. It's a they like they have some really nice features. Like if you're not feeling too well, because um, Minecraft is one of those things where you're gliding across a plane and some people can't hack it. You can just very quickly slide from that out into a virtualized couch environment where you're looking at Minecraft on a TV, and then when you feel better, slide right back in. So they, yeah. there's some really awesome features for people who, if you didn't know about it, that feature that 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 game set that branch of the game is great. And I would definitely recommend trying it, even if you cool. are like me and prefer Vivecraft. So so if you want it on Quest, uh, like I said, there is a petition over on the Minecraft feedback community. And the Quest community, like, you know, uh, the, the subreddit and everyone else, they've kind of rallied around this one. And it's currently the second highest, most popular request over at the Minecraft feedback community with yeah. over 2,000 <laughs> votes. Um, people did do this. Uh, they petitioned for a, an Oculus Go version when the Go came out. Mm. Uh, again, it, it ranked super high on their feedback uh, sort of list, but sadly it never came to fruition. Uh, mm. But with the Quest, wow. it does make more sense that it would be released on Quest. Well, right? Oculus also supposed like they were working with Microsoft back in the days to ship, you know, the Rift. So it, I don't know, maybe there's still some spark of light there that they can, you know, use to make it happen. Yeah, no, I, I really hope so. Uh, if you're interested in Minecraft on the Quest, we've put a link to the petition in the description down below. Mm -hmm. Go over there, hit the upvote, leave a comment yeah. if you want to, and hopefully yeah. this will get enough uh, sort of momentum behind it that the the developers mm -hmm. sort of have to pay, make note, yeah. you know, pay notice to it, and and hopefully implement a Quest version. Yeah. And if not, we just go to their office with our uh, pickaxes and torches and. We, we will riot, yeah. We, we now, grab now, the chicken axe. Given we're talking about arms arms length like Minecraft, where we're like clawing at the air going, please, can I just, please, can't I just, I'm going to sign a petition, which is probably not going to do anything, but please. Um, th there is something else that is in that space at the moment as well. I won't go into much depth because I know we're already running a bit over <laughs> our normal schedule as usual. Yeah. Um, but Minecraft Earth, this augmented reality experience, is now in closed beta and it's 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 out there some people have access to it zim sadly does not have access to it zim would like access to it and several people in chat have torches already raised uh get your pitchforks ready we're gonna so, go so wait wait are, are you using this podcast to try and like get access to it no. <laughs> he just did work. he just did it, That's it's, not gonna work. it's all about your location right because i think it's only yeah. been activated in seattle yeah. and london i wonder if i'm close enough to london to activate it mike if you get it i'm coming down there no, seriously, if you get like, I'm, I'm really curious because I did try. Remember, you egged me on the other uh, the other day about this whole um, uh, the Harry Potter AR app. Yeah. And I installed it. I set up my account. It took me like 40 minutes to get ready. I was ready to go. 
And then a couple of days went by. I kept pinging me about like Wogglesworth or something. I don't know what. It was just keep pinging me these notifications. <laughs> I, I wish I'd never said yes. And then I fucking deleted it. I'm like, I, I have a good tolerance, but if you're going to keep pinging me stuff with that kind of language used, you know, I'm I'm not taking that. That's what, what, did, what did Rowdy call them that time? Woozles? Yeah, well, <laughs> woozles. Woozles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Muggles. Oh my god. Anyway. So yeah, that is uh, Minecraft. If you want it on the quest, check the link in the description. Let's yes. hand it over to Zim now for the releases for next week. So many releases, so uh, loads yes. to be excited about. Yes, um, go for it, dude. We have we have plenty coming. Um, I will give you a quick run through. There are five apps that I'm covering today. I usually select three, but I can't cut any of these out. They all need to be talked about. I'll keep I'll keep it brief. And most of you know about some of these. They're re-releases on different platforms. Uh, the first one is Racket NX, which is a game that I loved. Being a being a serious tennis player, um, this is the closest thing. Uh, to that and it's actually a kind of a funny marriage between like racquetball with that like little blue ball and um and and like breakout um so your ball like you hit it with your racket it sticks to the wall it kind of slides along the wall uh gathering points and hitting targets and then pops off the wall it comes back to you or you can track your beam it with your racket which is kind of a weird effect but the coolest thing about this is that it's multiplayer it's like you can play with other people and and you get a bloody workout with this thing like it really feels like you're in a racquetball court except for it's 360 which is very cool um sometimes it's it's hard to play or get used to but once you kind of get it and you get the spin and all this kind of stuff down it's it's like the music and the visuals and the graphics it's just it's a really yeah, satisfying I, title i heard um anthony from vr365 saying that it was one of the best games he played in terms of like audio that the spatial audio is like, oh, you know, it's very solid. Level. Yeah, it's very but, solid. I mean, that's that's one of the things that when we were talking about the Vertigo 2 demo really impressed me. Not mm -hmm. many people do spatial audio very well. This is one of those apps. And mm -hmm. the fact that it's now on Quest, the cableless headset, um, is really mm -hmm. awesome. And it's for 15 quid U uh, UK uh, pounds. And um, that's that's just released. So it's actually out since the 18th. And also the, the way that they really like when you hit the ball, like the feeling you get, you really get that hit feeling. I mm -hmm. like that when a tennis just, game just, does that. Just don't confuse yourself with the other record game. That's all I'm saying. Don't buy the wrong one. Yeah, and I've got to go for their tagline. Their tagline is is a little disturbing. It says, Racket NX is a new kind of game that challenges the limits of what you can do with your balls in VR. But these are no ordinary <laughs> balls. Love that tagline. So I had to call that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on, to, on to the next one before Mike turns red and explodes. Uh... Okay. So uh, the next one, which is a game that I think you guys have played, and I haven't, which is for shame. But now I will, because it's coming uh, to the Oculus Go which is Paper Valley, not one no. I expected. So Paper Valley, yeah. you, um, you, you fly paper airplanes through targets and you have mm -hmm. the ability that when your, your paper airplane is mid-flight, you can steer it like you have force powers. That's basically it. That's the game. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's coming for four pounds, which it's is like... I think is a great deal for a game that um, looks and seems to be designed yeah. quite well. Simple, kind of mesmerizing. It's not an action FPS, but it's something that I think I'm going to enjoy playing. What did you guys think about it when you played it on other platforms? Yeah, it's great. Paper plane parkouring, basically. So this game came out on the PC platform. Did it also come to the Quest? I don't think so, right? Not yet, no. So they went for Go first because obviously that's what they were working on for a while. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, no, it's 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 a fun, uh, relaxing uh, title. Yeah, I think it's a bit like Fuji. Not that I've played Fuji, but from your guys' feedback of it, it's kind of one of those... <laughs> 
I don't need to play anything anymore. You, you it's just, just like they me. played it, so you, you just give me. <laughs> they my said opinion. it was good. Yeah, I trust you guys. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of one of those chilled out games. You want to yeah, just no, totally. chill out and relax. I did. Yeah, I did complete it. It does get more challenging actually later on, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just addicting. like a yeah, it's addicting. How many hours did you say it was in it? Oh, like you could pretty can, can complete it in like an hour, I think. Okay. Uh, it's not particularly long. But if but it's, it's if it's a well-designed title, like the other one that I would I really like on Go, and again for our listeners who have a Go, I might be using a Go for instance. Um, it, Land's End is another one. It's like a pretty simple puzzle game. It's, mm-hmm. it's like connect dots, but it's all like head-based movement. And you might think, oh, that's not good. It's kind of like um, the original Windlands in terms of its Zen quality. So that's another one to check out if you're into that yeah. kind of Zen slash puzzly gameplay that isn't really hard, but is a really nice play. Okay, game three out of five. This one, uh, I love this news. This is great news. This is fantastic news. This (laughs) reminds me, uh, uh, this is for the audio uh, listeners now. Do you ever remember being in like a smoky rave, right? There's lasers around, you know, the shady dudes in the corner handing out, you know, unbranded pills for cash. Welcome yeah. to my childhood. <laughs> are you are you that slightly tattooed gentleman who's sitting in the corner with your face illuminated by a Game Boy? Because uh, you're playing to my Tetris. Childhood. <laughs> <laughs> then then you're going to be glad that now we've got a resolution and frame rate unlocked version of Tetris Effect coming for PC VR uh, for a good price of thirty one ninety nine. You can get it for about five pounds off. Um, right now, if you pre-order it, um, and that's out, as I said, so you'll be able to play it with your your Vive, your Index, your Rift. Um, and it, I gotta say, out of out of games that I've played that are classic titles, classic IP, this is the one that surprised me the most. I have never played a game that felt more transformed, I think, than Tetris. If you saw Angry mm. Birds and you're like, okay, Tetris VR, or sorry, Angry Birds VR is exactly as I imagined it would be, Tetris effect. The VR version of it, because you can play it in 2D, is absolutely beautiful. For anyone who likes sound, music, as I mentioned, raves. If you're a if you're a if you're that kind of person, absolutely play this game. It's 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 a fantastic experience. I'm kind of glad I waited after the PSVR release because having it come to uh, to PC is is absolutely tantalizing. But I'll tell you, this is one time where I am super jealous of you gentlemen with the index, because playing this at 144 hertz with V-Sync off, you're gonna get extra <laughs> pixels that aren't even capable for their PC players. So um, I Eargasmic. am Eargasmic. A- Another game, just while you're on that subject as well, that was recommended this week to try, I downloaded it again, but I haven't tried it yet, is <laughs> Thumper. At uh, 144 uh, hertz is supposed to be like whoa, oh my days. eye melting experience. Yeah. Oh my god! Also, r- regarding Tetris, uh, I think Tetris is by now like one of the games that has been like modified the most out of all of them. Like, how many versions of Tetris are there by now? Yeah. That must yeah. be like 60 or 70, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, it's just one to add to the list again. It's it's good to note that Tetris Effect has one feature that a regular Tetris game doesn't have. Uh, I've kind of forgot about what it exactly does, but you can wipe out the entire board Board. in one shot and just score like some kind of high score. I don't know how that worked again. It's been a while I played it on the PlayStation VR, but there is something that you, there's a meter that you can fill up with energy and then suddenly all shoot it away and, and get like this, this satisfying, 
like moment of just you know wiping everything clean yeah. But but this is coming to the Epic Store next week, right? Oh yeah, the oh <laughs> fuck it. the giant steaming pile of um I missed this point. So yes, it's an Epic Game Store exclusive, which to me makes me feel sick inside. But so for those so next... of you who have installed the Epic Game Store, I haven't. I've been holding off. Please let me know how this works out for you. And, and tell me if you had to sell your soul at the door, because I think you'll have to. Um, well, yeah. you, can, you can say whatever you want, but the more titles get added here, oh, no. uh, yeah. the more interesting it becomes, because it also has Falcon Age. Falcon and, Age yeah. and, and, and we have been speaking about this for so many episodes that Epic Games is slowly an upcoming VR platform, and they are, they are going to, hopefully, I think it would be good for the industry to, you know, um, compete yeah, I with I the other ones. Say, I don't see that as a bad thing at all. No, I, I think um, Epic Games they they make really good games. So the, the, why couldn't they like make like a great store as well? The, the and, great uh, thing so is, far, the, yeah, go ahead. Is that the, these games have predominantly been PSVR exclusives, and yeah. they're coming over to PC through the Epic Games Store. And if that's going to keep going, like I'd be super happy for like Astrobot, although it's unlikely because it's a Sony game. But like, do you know what I mean? Like more PSVR games or coming yeah. through uh, the oh Epic my. Games Store. If it acts as a gateway, I'm with yeah. you. The thing I don't like, and don't don't get it wrong, I've not tried it, so I'm not dissing the the platform. The thing I don't like is when like it was like Battle.net and Blizzard. They're like, we're gonna keep our own platform away from Steam, uh, yeah, yeah. and then everybody, Ubisoft and everybody else, is like started kicking off their own platforms. Having to have like six different platforms installed on my PC but, is just a pain. That's already going to happen. Like, we already have that with the Oculus Store and the Steam Store. Exactly. Like, there's going to be other, other. you have Viveport as well. Yeah. There's, the, You have Itch.io, you have, even there's already if, so if, many stores. If, there's if, no if way a, around that really. If, if a store, if a platform becomes really solid, you're just accepting it. That's the way it goes. It's the same yeah. with the Oculus Store. You had to, maybe at the start, learn to like it but now it's a part of your yeah. your daily routine it's the same for me with origin i don't i don't mind uh using origin because i have yeah. some very good games on there so maybe see it as a, as like because it, it depends a lot for the developers as well because i think they get more percentages Correct. at the yeah. epic game store so yeah. Oh, yeah. that's also something but, that has been taken into account and also if there's more competition on the market then maybe we can get our games a little bit cheaper you yeah. know if they, and, if they sell it on steam a bit cheaper or they sell on the epic game store a bit and, and and also something i should not forget and that's maybe more interesting for us is that uh epic games is working on this system where a developer can give a key to a content creator they play the game and in the end they share a little bit of revenue in that case right now when we you know uh play a game then in the end you know all the sales go to developer and they shoot but with the epic game store they have this ecosystem that works for everyone for the consumer for the content creators and for the developer where we could give you a discount for a game 20% off like what they do with Fortnite right with these codes but then I, I think like I would be totally interested in that so I think Epic Games is definitely going to be uh, a big player here yeah they didn't but they didn't they didn't come up with that idea I don't know who did but Twitch had it for their partners um for about the last two years so that's actually it's not a new concept no. but the fact that they're bundling into a platform that has VR titles mm. is new yeah oh so, yeah yeah good good we'll point Good points. I like this. We got. I can tell the engines are firing on all cylinders join. this week. This Zim, is good. Join the dark side. Join <laughs> Epic Games Store. Become a friend with me. My only friend. I think I have like three friends on it. It's very sad. But oh boy. 
All right. So the next, one, fourth friend? <laughs> the next one, this is a, a re-release. This is a game I played on Oculus Go. It's called <laughs> Republic. Um, it is it is very much um, like Metal Gear Solid, and it's based in a world, kind of a, what the right word is, um, kind of like a, a, a demob world. It's a stealth action game, and um, the government is surveilling you. And actually, there are cameras like in every room. And so you actually play a character who's hopping from camera to camera as a hacker trying to help this lady get out because she starts off in prison and then extends from there. This game is Why literally... is she wearing a garbage bag? <laughs> <laughs> she is That's kind a good of one. wearing a garbage bag. Um, I, I don't know. That doesn't, that has not been answered so far. I'm at chapter two myself, Rowdy. So, um, uh, but it's Republic is something that really surprised me. It was one of the better Go titles, certainly one of the longer Go titles. I've plugged maybe eight hours in. I'm only on chapter two of five. This is coming uh, to Quest, and it's not much. It's uh, $10.99. I'd say it's definitely worth that price. Mm. I'm curious what the touch control support is going to be like. I've seen it listed already, so apparently that's confirmed. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It is a third-person game. Is everything in third-person? From a fixed camera. Is everything in third person? I don't remember anything being in first person, but you're switching between different modes. It's very much like um one of the like Sam Fisher games in that where you're you know you're going from seeing night vision or there's there's a series of different like okay. lenses that apply but to the world. It's not like Mars where you can use your hands to activate things, pull things. It's more like you just have a gamepad and the Correct. controllers are your gamepad. Yeah. And it's reflected in the price, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, and, so. Hmm. Okay, so going back to the suit she's wearing, maybe it's a tinfoil suit, so the aliens can't read her mind. <laughs> or the government, maybe. But it's actually really well characterized. I, I like the story, how it's been progressing. Um, if you want something that isn't, and again, it's not like a, it's not the kind of game you're going to coast through. I feel like Moss, you pretty much coast through. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, this game has tough segments to it, and you will have to play it. You have to be a gamer yeah. to get through this one, which is something I really like. So uh, that's yeah. Republic, and that's uh, launching on the 25th. Uh, actually, it's been sitting in the upcoming releases, so I don't know what deal they made with Oculus, but it's been sitting there for some time, waiting for release on uh, on Thursday. So that's that. Mm. Um, I didn't mention uh, Tetris Effect was out, is actually coming out on the 23rd, Republic 25th. And on the 26th, the fifth and final game I'm covering um, is... Oh, drum roll, please. This is one we've been waiting for, and I'm going to be very keen to pick your brains on it, lads. Which is Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein <laughs> Cyberpilot, Wolfenstein, uh, Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, which we saw an amazing trailer for last year. You guys have had some gameplay time with this. It looks too good, too good to be true. Coming in with such a heavyweight IP name for fifteen pounds, um, you know who likes Nazis? So uh, it always makes me like a little bit like you know just like shivers going down my spine where when I hear like the the word like big IP and then like only 15 dollars oh. yeah with me it goes off to like oh. i halo recruit anyone I, like is this gonna be something like that like oh i i thought it was like big ip nazis and panzerhunds that's what i thought panzerhunds <laughs> so so me and nathie have played this game yeah. uh i played yeah. it at gamescom uh you saw it at pax right uh i uh I played it at E3, okay. and then this E3, I spotted the game again, and it had some new stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, first of all, what I do want to say is that in the trailer, if you watched the trailer, they say it's a VR experience, so that clears up a lot already, so you know what you can expect in that sense. 
Although, you know, VR experiences can be solid or average or bad in, in the end. <laughs> but um, so just let me quickly explain you what this game is, because it's not Wolfenstein like you would usually play it. You know, it's not you being this first person. Uh, what was, how is it called? Like Blasco Feach. And, and you have like these these epic guns and you're just going through a castle and stuff like that. No, it's a total different Wolfenstein vibe. Um, you're a hacker and you need to hack into uh, German war machines. So you have all these famous, um, you know, um, machines from all the other games like the Panzerhund and the Citadel. It's like that giant robot with these laser cannons and, and some others too. And you can hack into them and then take control over them to surprise the Nazis. That's basically what it is. Uh, I, I do think there is a story bound to it, but I don't think it's going to matter that much because Wolfenstein is usually more about the violence and not about the story. Although the last two Wolfenstein games were definitely more yeah. about the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what it is. Uh, I, I would just wait and see in this yeah. case because I, I do think it, 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 it can have a fair chance it has been laying on the shelf for a while, I feel like. Um, so it's it's good that it's finally coming out. There isn't that much hype around it. I don't think a lot of people know yeah. uh, that it's coming out. Now they know. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't think it's that bad. It's a seated experience, by the way. And there aren't that many seated experiences. Um, so this this is welcome, where you can ride a Panzerhund or uh, be mm -hmm. control of, of, of a robot. And, and it's a famous IP. So you're in the world of Wolfenstein. So, so the only thing I would say from playing it, uh, the demo that I played is I, I could only control the Panzerhund. I've mentioned this on a previous episode. Zim did a really funny accent. You should have checked that out. Uh, but as, as Rowdy would say, it got very repetuous very, very quickly uh, because <laughs> you were just doing the same thing, using the flamethrower to take down the Nazis over and over again. So I, I was just really, I just hope that the final game has a lot more variety in the gameplay mechanics uh to spice it up a little bit i don't mind that it's going to be short i think it is going to be relatively short yeah. uh it's also worth noting that they're releasing it alongside their pancake game which is wolfenstein young blood um so the two are going to be releasing on the 20, 26th i think yeah it's so, uh, in the chat someone was saying that uh, and i did find it a little bit uh, funny because uh, if you look at the trailer it kind of looks like that it's elon musk flamethrower simulator <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. wow. Yeah. That was my favorite but, comment as well. That was good. But no, but no doubt we'll be talking about this game next week on next week's show, so we can tell you yeah. all about what we think uh, then for sure. Because but when this comes out, Give it a go. then we can talk about the next Bethesda game that will be in VR, and you know they have been bringing out some very uh, fun stuff so far, right? Blink, yeah. blink, blink. Is this news? Mm. What next Bethesda game? I don't know. Maybe Skyrim. Skyrim uh, VR experience. Skyrim is, is too. It, is it? Wait, wait, wait. Is it the first uh, VR experience from Bethesda that is uh, well, officially coming Bethesda out with VR the... in the mind? Because no, I mean, no, no, Skyrim no. has been adapted. Fallout has been from... adapted. Doom, oh, Doom, 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 Doom was yeah. the Doom from the ground up. And yeah. although, like this, has been made by Machine Games, Bethesda is the publisher. They don't okay. make games, so Machine Games has never made something VR before. Mm. Okay. So quick question for you two lads on this, because I'm curious. Doom VFR, or what you've played so so far of Wolfenstein, um, uh, which one wins? <laughs> uh, Doom VFR, so far, I think. Because it's got, it's got more varied gameplay. I think that's the key. Yeah, just just more, more time and money. But, ho but hopefully Bethesda surprises with Wolfenstein, for sure. Okay. So the last two little bits of news I'll just mention, uh, in case you missed this. Blood and Truth has a 
free demo that's landed on PSVR. Amazing. So if you want to get a taste of it, go for it. Uh, from what I've heard, it's kind of the first bits of the game, which actually, for me, were probably some of the least impressive components of the game. So if you're looking at that and you're like, nah, maybe on the fence, maybe put yourself into the buy category. If you really don't like being on rails and all that, then maybe you should just wait for a sale or So not get it. what demo are you playing in this case? I'm interested in what they decided to go for. Is it like the first level? First level. The first level. It's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a great level. It's a great, yeah, it's a great level. level. Yeah. yeah. So if you were disappointed about Defector, go to a store, buy a PlayStation VR, and play this for free. <laughs> wow, how cheap. <laughs> free entertainment. We like it. We like free. And then the two closed betas I was going to mention, which we, we talked about a little bit earlier. You didn't catch us earlier on. So there's a closed beta for Battlewake currently running this weekend, and there's a closed beta running for until the fall. Um, if you got into either of those, again, check your email. It always is terrible. It's an awful feeling when you check your email after a weekend and go, oh, I missed a beta weekend that I was invited no. to. That I don't want to happen to anyone. So there you go. That's my good deed done for the weekend. Um, and with that said, we're actually through the other side of releases for this week. <laughs> wow. One epic week for releases, though. It's well, great. Exactly. It's great. I welcome that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about our first main topic then. And uh, this is uh, about haptic feedback wrist attachments called TASB. And uh, this news comes uh, from articles written by VentureBee and UploadVR. Uh, and these uh, haptic feedback wristbands, they're actually developed by Facebook Reality Labs, and uh, they were unveiled during the World Haptics Conference, which recently took place in Japan. Now, mm. although this technology isn't going to replace traditional VR controllers anytime soon, in my opinion, it's kind of interesting that this could be something we're headed towards in the future, you know, with gloves or, you know, finger tracking or this kind of technology with haptics as well. Mm. Now, these wristbands, they're called TASB, and they sit on your wrists, just like where your watch would sit. And they're designed to provide haptic feedback through the wearer's wrists and hands. So the wristbands themselves, they contain haptic and linear actuators that can send precise vibrations. And also, this is interesting, adjust the tension of the band itself. So the band can actually squeeze your wrist, uh, essentially, and vibrate. Um, and this means that these bands, uh, you can sort of use these and incorporate these sensors to, to, uh, give you different feedback in different environments, different games. So for example, if you're shaking someone's hand or you're picking up or manipulating objects or you're pushing buttons, the haptic feedback can be different each time for those uh, actions and give you some, some nice feedback. Hmm. Now. These, these bands don't track your fingers, by the way. You still need a, a camera to capture the finger movement or some gloves or something like that, which we've seen Facebook Reality Labs hmm. playing with in the past. Um, but to give you some good examples of how this could be used and how it's kind of interesting hmm. is that if we look at current good examples of interesting use cases of haptics that we have access to right now. So a great one that I sort of, wanted to highlight was like on the iPhone seven or iPhone eight, for example, yeah. you know, you've got the, the, uh, the tactile button. It's, it's got like a home button in the middle, but it's not actually a button that moves. You just put your thumb on it and the haptics and vibrations simulate the button push, but it's so, um, realistic feeling that you feel like it's a button push, even though it's actually not. 
And that's kind of where I think they're going with this technology. Mm. Same sort of thing with the Joy-Cons uh, for the Nintendo Switch, if you think yeah, about that. Like great. the way they implement the HD rumble in those controllers, you know, they, ac- they actually can replicate the feeling of marbles rolling around as if they're in the Joy-Con, but it's all just done by rumble haptics, like clever vibrations. Wait, is it is it like when I I do that handshake with that robot in the Aperture Hand Lab? Exactly. Yeah, similar yeah. sort of thing. Oh. Like really mm. clever haptics, really clever vibrations, and when you incorporate them, it can make for very immersive experiences. So we have some uh, input from the chat as well. Uh, the Are you sure that they go on the wrist? <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew someone would mention that. Yeah, for Jeremy oh, Fasola asking, do they have a similar thing for lower parts? Uh, <laughs> I'm curious here, Mike, though, to get away uh, from the, my, my CD brethren. Um, I'm really curious. So are, they're meant to replace a controller or augment the experience with a controller? So this is the thing. It's not clear right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Personally, you know, I don't think these are ever going to replace controllers because as gamers, we love controllers. We love to physically hold controllers, uh, you know, with the, the, the Oculus Touch and the Index controllers. We love that, that, that physical interaction. Um, however, I do think it does have its use case. Uh, so in combination with finger tracking, like I said, because it can't f- track the fingers on its own, um, it could be great for social apps. So like, like I said, like shaking someone's hand, um, just gesturing in game, and it could be great for navigating UI uh, and that sort of tactile feedback, navigating UI and consuming media whilst in these like immersive worlds. And this is kind of interesting because I was thinking about this and it's obviously Facebook reality labs that have developed this. Mm. And as we know, just recently, uh, Oculus announced uh, for OC6, which is coming up in September, which is their yearly event where they uh, they talk about their latest technologies. They teased about AR, and it kind of got me thinking. I wonder if this is going to be more towards the AR market, and that could make it kind of interesting mm-hmm. um, because AR, generally, from what we've seen so far with Hololens and Magic Leap, it has finger tracking built into it so if a, an oculus ar headset had the same technology you could wear these wristbands and then you'd also get the tactile feedback uh, okay. from these yeah. experiences that's what i was thinking like because uh, the, the way that i see it still i see like you know vibrations and rumble because they're still fake huh? i see them more as like ways of giving feedback to the user when oh, you've touched something or uh you've you've pressed something or you hit something rather than uh increasing immersive or, or 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 like creating the uh, like the feeling that you're mm. actually physically touching a button or like yeah. i still think that that is more in that kind of direction it's more it's background more, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like reassurance mm. that yeah. you've done what yeah. you've wanted to do um yeah. and th- and this is where i kind of thought maybe this isn't going to be for vr maybe this is going to be mm. for an upcoming oculus ar project uh it would make more sense uh mm. in that sense yeah, um, okay, okay. hypervisor with ar like fucking you can just like touch things in this in space and you, you see through mask oh my yeah. god minority yeah. report exactly <laughs> this is exactly what i'm, I'm feeling because in yeah. minority report they do that whole kind of raised elevated yeah. button thing with it with the tactile feedback hugging, we've seen uh, it in other films hugging uh henry the hedgehog yeah yeah and and this is the thing like i I don't see right now certainly in the vr market space right now because it's predominantly for gaming uh and i think like gamers like i said prefer physical controllers this is why i think this may be a bit of a tease at what they might be doing with the ar scene Uh, and that's why i think it's kind of interesting um like i said this was announced in japan at like a haptic event and a paper Mm. all about the research that was done is actually going to be published by facebook reality labs in the coming weeks Mm. Mm. Um, interesting 
and I just thought it was interesting because we've we've not seen that before uh, from them. Uh, you know, this kind of idea that it could squeeze your wrist and and add vibration to feel like you're getting this tactile mm-hmm. feedback yeah. from a, an augmented world, maybe. Yeah, no. And and in the AR space, there is so much to explore, you know, uh, mm. where uh, Magic Leap has this remote. Um, this could also be a way to find out if it works or not. Uh, someone in yeah. the chat says, uh, uh, yeah, this is a, a good one. Mushrooms will always be cheaper than any AR device. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. let's say let's say for maybe the upcoming I don't know how many years, but yeah, no, that's correct. But I think <laughs> cer- cer- certainly with AR, that this technology has a better place. I think it's more suited to this technology mm. because, like you said, with the Hololens and the Magically right now, you have little remotes. Um, I know Hololens is is more aimed at finger tracking as well and, yeah. and manipulation through UI through hand gestures. Mm. So yeah, maybe this is a good sign that. That's the way things are going to be going, and you'll get that tactile feedback as well. I just want to echo what Nathie said, actually, because I think that for social, again, VR will explode when you have like a quorum when it comes to social engagement. When people start meeting each other, working together in a virtualized environment, that's going to propel things forward. It'll be like a catalyst. And the thing that Nathie said was about the handshake with the robot. Like, what, what about handshake with another person who you've met? or even just a pat on the shoulder or something like that, like that that interaction, even just the handshake, if we focus specifically on the handshake, how important is that mm-hmm. when you meet someone for the first time to feel yeah. their grip? It's a signature. It's actually yeah. like a, a human body signature. And if they can find a way to translate that, transmit that, you know, then both people who are shaking hands are going to love it. And also people who decide to use this device elsewhere are going to love it. Yeah, I think the key for AR is to have it so your hands are free mm. to manipulate real-world ob- objects at the same time. Um, and, I, you know, that's where I kind of see the future with, like, Google and all these big companies creating AR glasses, like Apple, for example. You know, we talked about manipulating Lego and augmenting that Lego experience. We've talked about that before as well. But it was the tactile feedback that was missing from that experience. So yeah. I'm glad that they've kind of done the research and they're kind of looking at that and little areas and exploring ways to implement that as well. So I thought it was interesting, worth mentioning on the show. Uh, it'll be super interesting to see what Oculus bring mm-hmm. to the table in September. So are they, are they looking at other like tactile options rather than like Rumble? Because I, I always see Rumble more as like, you know, feedback or like you know to give some some kind of control but like mm. like i don't know like air or like air cushions or like uh, something like that that is a little bit more no plastic or... so, so like i said this 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 uh uh tapsy is, is basically just rumble and it's also got a uh, grip so it grips your wrist yeah. as well oh, tightens cool. and loosens yeah. um and and that can give you different sensations as well. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking, Raddy. Raddy, I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking of the, the sense band, and I was thinking of asphyxiation and pain, because some people wow. like that. So Someone was oh, already yeah. saying it in the chat as well, like uh, there's going to be some kind of idiot is going to put that around his uh, neck and then... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Like the Asana band from uh, Kiss Me First. That's right? what I was trying to say, the Asana <laughs> band, yeah. Which I still am sad, it's not a thing. Like something that actually makes you um, feel it yeah. when you've cut your fingers off and, I don't know. I think we're going to see some I think we're gonna see some other handshakes in this case. <laughs> so yeah, that is uh, Facebook Reality Labs 
working on some interesting stuff. You know, last last few episodes ago, we talked about their sort of face tracking technology to make mm. uh, interactions in VR more realistic. So it is really interesting to see what's coming out of this Facebook Reality Labs development sort of place. Uh, so yeah, we'll obviously report more when we hear more, but I thought it was interesting to kind of talk about that and sort of give you a glimpse of what might yeah. uh, be coming in the future. Every time we have this exciting new tech, and then in the chat, and we also were trying to abuse it in this yeah. dumb way again, where the, we're like the, this perverse. caveman, where yeah. this caveman, like, oh, hey, what can we do with this? You know? Well, I don't think it's abuse. I, the way I look at it is like, what occurs no. to you when you're thinking about it straight away? What are people actually going to do about it? Yeah, no, and of course they will. It's it, it's great to think of the, the wonderful, colorful spectrum of the rainbow of humanity. Yeah, we, we need... We're basically giving Charlie Brooker some ideas for a future episode of Black Mirror right now. Absolutely. That's basically what we're doing. Absolutely. Also, Martin Risby said that he recently saw a video about the glove that also used air pockets to provide different tactile feedback because yeah. it can affect different pressure areas in the hand. So there are there are other companies yeah. probably that are working on different tactile solutions. Yeah, for sure. Like there's there's loads of companies out there working for like restricting hand movement and gloves and, and all sorts of stuff. But it's just interesting to see yeah. what will be the stando defecto in the future, but it's only guessing right now. One question, guys. Um, I'm curious, is there anything today, as a guy who likes tactile experiences and things where you can feel, is there anything today that you've interacted with that's AR where you've had some manner of feedback? I don't care if it's gloves, fancy underpants, I, I don't care, but like any, have you have you, have you you played in well, any well, in feedback, a show floor? Feedback in a, in, uh, in a haptic in way. In AR, mean. yeah, so an AR experience, whether it be on a phone with special uh, glasses on, even like a HoloLens thing, any of them with tactile or haptic feedback in any shape or form? You get a little bit of uh, like rumble in the like Magic Leap controller, but it, okay. it's not really like what we're talking about. Yeah, okay. I've, I've tried a glove uh, that did heat and cold, but it wasn't really an AR. I, it was I, more like a, yeah. to show you the sensation. I, 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 did, I do know there are like these location-based experiences with the uh, HoloLens where you can, you know, walk around in a landscape and it's, it's, it's mixed reality in, in some way. Huh. And, and also that you can touch things and that they interact in some ways. When I was at E3, they had like this, this forest with like a, a lake and, and some mushrooms and rocks and all kinds of stuff. And people were walking around there with a HoloLens on, just mm. uh, staring at things and pointing at things. So those are, you know, upcoming. But again, AR is super, you know, new. Okay, so let's talk about our final topic of today, and that is some rumored specs for the PSVR. Now, this is kind of a bit of a fun one. Don't get, don't take this oh, one too whoa, seriously. Oh, excitement, excitement. <laughs> Um, we, we mentioned on a previous episode of the podcast, actually, that in an interview with credible tech news outlet Wired, Sony stated that the next generation PlayStation will likely release in 2020 and it will be backwards compatible with the current generation PSVR. So that's great news for current PSVR owners. Although, of course, there is likely going to be a new PSVR 2 headset that launches alongside the new console as well, in my opinion. Um, so some news outlets, uh, specifically a website called Inverse, uh, has got some rumored specs for the PSVR 2. And they've claimed to have gotten this information from patents that have been submitted by Sony. And then loads of other websites, <laughs> even really credible ones like GamesRadar, jumped on all this information and just made stories of their own based on this information being practically 
basically fact in their mind. Um, but let's 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 have a bit of fun with this. Let's go through each one of these supposed spec leaks and see what we think and whether we think it's likely or not. So take this with a huge grain of salt. This is by no means concrete, concrete information. This is just us having a bit of fun. Not a so, press release from Sony Entertainment. Got no. It. First up, resolution. Apparently, the new PSVR 2 will sport a combined resolution of 2560 by 1440 pixels. So that's 1280 by 1440 pixels per eye, running at 120 hertz. Now, this is probably the only part of this that is actually probably believable um, because it is an increase over the current 1920 by 1080 display in the PSVR, yep. which also can run at 120 hertz. Mm. Um, well, and it would only put... some games, right? And it's only some games. And it's only some games, right? Is it uh, interpolated? Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's 60 hertz doubled, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this would put it on par with the current Rift S and Go. Okay. resolution and display so well, that kind of is it, it, it's believable okay. it's like yeah okay i'd be happy with that you know in the end i don't really care about that that much as long as the sweet spot is bigger than than the one we have now i'm, I'm good to go okay okay so prepared <laughs> to get triggered because this is where things start going uh -oh. a bit crazy here we go uh-oh so uh inverse this website <laughs> state that the new headset psvr2 will have 220 degree field of view. No, no. <laughs> so uh, on a PlayStation sale yeah. sold to consumers. So th this is this is where things start getting but, crazy. Like I said, but, but you leak, you leak something and this is what you come up with. Right. It, it <laughs> you make up a story and you come up with this. It gets even better, believe it or not. OK, uh, but this is obviously, you know, this field of view is crazy. It's wider than I Pilots. still like it. I still like it, though. It's a nice but, field of view. The thing is, we know <laughs> with these super wide field of views, it 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 is problematic. Yeah, but this Especially... is Sony. This is Sony, yeah. Mike. Yeah, they're, they're what, not wizards. What if? What if, Mike? What if? They're wizards, but they're not that. They're not Gandalf level wizards. <laughs> put it that way. Level one hundred um, wizards. <laughs> no. Um, because the problem is, if you stretch twenty five sixty by fourteen forty across two hundred and twenty <laughs> degrees field of view, you're getting like potato quality uh, visuals there. So I, I it's just but very unrealistic. It, it's probably going to be like with eye tracking, dynamic eye tracking, so that they can only have like a small amount of... <laughs> that's still well, going to come, right? Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. it's funny that you should say that, Rowdy, because oh God, they, no. they, <laughs> they, also, they also state that the headset will support eye tracking. Yeah. yeah. Now, although eye tracking isn't beyond the realms of possibility, this technology is very, very expensive. You know, the Vive Pro I is the only consumer available headset on the market right now that has eye tracking integrated into mm. the headset. And it's okay. very expensive. Right. And it's, it's for B2B. But, it's not even for gamers. Wait, right is, that, is that an also dynamic eye tracking that they have in that one? Uh, so dynamic foveated rendering isn't available yet, as far yeah. as I'm aware. It's just for... The, I um, mean, we have fixed foveated rendering, for example, in the Oculus Go. Exactly. But mm. with dynamic, it, it, it needs eye tracking to know where your eyes are looking. Yeah. Uh, but I think with the Vive Pro Eye, it's just for data analysis. Yeah. Because I'm they're... curious about this, though. Can't, you, you could do software-based eye tracking, right? No. Yeah, I think that is what Oculus showed in OC5 Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As opposed to what we've seen, and I can't remember the headset now, but optical, you know, you've got moving parts that are actually tracking your eyeballs and then moving screens around in physical format. I thought that still needed eye tracking modules, though. 
I'm pretty sure oh, it did yeah. because to, yeah, for yeah. Depth, depth of field. So what I'm adjustment. what I'm saying here, Mike, is um, would it be possible? Again, we're talking about the conceivability of a yeah. PSVR two yeah. with a PS five yeah, yeah, yeah. having this. I, I think it's in the realm of possibility that they could have software based eye tracking in there in that headset. I don't believe the previous stat we were just talking about, mm. but this one maybe. Well, well some, I think it's unlikely. Well, the, yeah. The, in the I end, I also need to mention that in the end we don't know what the PlayStation itself is going to rock, what you know technology it's going to have in terms of yeah, like a it, GPU as well. Like we don't know what GPU goes into into this next PlayStation. But, but we, we can we can be fairly sure that it's not going to beat current PCs, right? But yeah. if it's heavily optimized, like just like the Quest, it can do some amazing things. And we do know from like the Gran Turismo developer, which we mentioned on a previous episode, he's very excited for Gran Turismo coming to VR potentially. And yeah. also when they talked about the PlayStation 5 that's in development, VR was a part of it that they highlighted would improve mm. significantly. Um, obviously, the benefit of eye tracking would be that it would have automatic IPD adjustment. And it would save on performance using dynamic. Well, let's also not forget that there is going to be like a significant processor hit from eye tracking as well. Huh? Like, yeah, uh, of course. It, the, there's so much data that is coming in then at like you know millisecond accuracy that uh, yeah. I, th I don't I don't know if, of a, if a processor currently in the PlayStation would be able to do something like that. Yeah. So you ready for the next? Ready for more? There's Please, more. this is fun. Uh, so Inverse also state that it will be wireless, <laughs> with a five-hour battery life. Um, I would kind of welcome a wireless PSVR. Uh, just you know, from using the Quest a lot, being free is is very liberating. I've said this before about wireless headsets. You know, using TPCast and the Vive wireless adapter is very freeing as well, but is very CPU intensive. So that's why we don't <laughs> no. use them for recording purposes. I don't, I don't know no. about that. Like Jesus. So so which of the two modes are you talking? Are you talking we're beaming data at high bandwidth, or we're just we've got a basically a port and play plug in PSVR two that charges for five hours, and then you're walking around like it's a quest. No, so it it needs to be tethered to your PC, but uh, to your P PSV PlayStation Five, <laughs> but just wirelessly. That's what they're saying. Wow. Um, so, so I want to buy. To... I want this headset now. Well, You're selling I think it. that is actually more plausible, yeah, because I do yeah. think that that PlayStation yeah. to go forward is that they're going to go and try to develop something wireless. Yeah, I mean, Vive they... has done it with the with their with their wireless module as well. So I, why wouldn't I don't be able to I do that? don't see that happen right now. What I do see happen is that it's uh, an MR headset because I don't want to do front facing anymore. Mm, yeah, and I don't think anyone else wants that anymore. No, I no. agree with Nathy on no. that point. And if so, it's then mixed reality, you still want to tether it to, uh, I think. So just to quickly summarize before we go any further, deeper, they say twenty-five sixty by fourteen forty p resolution at twenty one hundred and twenty hertz, two hundred and twenty <laughs> degrees field of view, wireless with eye tracking. Guess how much <laughs> they think this headset's going to cost? Twenty-nine dollars. <laughs> uh, I don't know, a thousand. They reckon this is going to cost 250 US dollars. <laughs> oh my God, for God's sake, Jesus. <laughs> and, wow. uh, of course, like I said at the beginning, you know, this is complete rubbish. 250 um, bucks <laughs> but isn't, for all it, that. But isn't but it amazing to be someone who comes up with this and is like, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. People are going to be triggered anyway. And then mm. we're talking about it on this show and are just having fun. 
I guess so. I guess next so. next that's week, next week, is. next week, we're sitting here. Uh, so uh, yeah, PlayStation, no. well, the new PlayStation well, I, VR I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, well, not going to bring up this one story about you know Valve and this uh, special tracking they had. But I don't think we want to have our own version of that. So please, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> please don't. But I think, I think really the moral of this story and and where I'm getting at with this is that I think it's really funny and it highlights how major game websites really just have no idea about vr or the limits of what's possible with the technology right now Mm -hmm. like games radar is uh, i would say a pretty legit website it's it's been a long time to to just go and post this as a story and say this fancy new psvr 2 is going to be 250 bucks with all these amazing features (laughs) is just straight up ridiculous um but these websites these websites need to survive mike where you clickbait, they make funny articles that don't make any sense. How very dare you? I never clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> okay, let's let's just have a look at your channel. Uh, I'm just pulling up Mike's channel here. Yeah. One second. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> clickbait alert. Um, but so, I think yeah. it's important as well to dispel the rumor because in today's day and age, and we all know this, um, you know, it's very easy to hear something and almost take it on board as fact before knowing if the story has any merit. But yeah. Maybe you're too busy yeah. or whatever. So it's, it's good that you brought this up. I think it's an important topic for us to, to speak about. <laughs> I did hear that there were some patent details that had been released. I haven't looked at them myself. Yeah. Was that part of this? story yeah ex- exactly but as we know with patents you know companies commits so can submit patents for anything All the time. um it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a final product no. um but interestingly you know i just thought it was interesting a little bit of fun to kind of round up the show but while we're at it why don't we maybe just talk about one thing we'd like to see in the next generation psvr because i think that'd be kind of interesting sure. maybe the chat can join in too and you can put your suggestions in the chat and we can read them out um because out of all these amazing you know <laughs> upgrades they don't mention two fundamental, really important things. Yeah. So let's see if one of us brings those up. So I'll, uh, the, the I'll maybe... mixed reality one, of course. Yeah, like Nathan, you mentioned the tracking. It needs better tracking. Uh, is is a key yeah. part of the next generation. I want of PSVR, new controllers. New controllers. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what I want. Yeah, yeah. That's the only and thing. Rowdy, in a in a mind meld moment, read my mind and knew exactly what to say. So well done, Rowdy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the second super important. Uh, upgrade and, and those, those are needs. connected with each other in the end yeah new controller design is badly needed um what about you zim what would you want in a next gen psvr i actually like the move controllers and i started off hating them on the shelf i was like <laughs> I, these these i, I know you do zim i know i know i knew there was this was gonna happen i knew you were gonna say it like <laughs> them and they're great but it took me fucking 45 minutes for me to realize in Skyrim how that they, they actually worked. Like they're, the controllers are, I mean, they're they're good enough, magical. but they're not okay, good. It's magical. This... Six years old and they made it work for VR. Exactly. And it works very well for VR. And I'll tell you, I'm going out. I've said this before. I like these controllers better than the Vive, the original Vive ones. <laughs> no still... way. No way. <laughs> 100%. Okay. 100%. You can laugh as much as you like. I'm entitled to my fucking opinion. <laughs> it's that. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. For a number hey. of reasons. One I of the was... reasons is that they're curvaceous like a woman. Well. And, they, and there's a serious point behind this. They don't fly out of your hand. Have you ever had a projectile vibe wand? Because those are fucking, they're, they're like, Poof. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you, that. I'm going to give you one thing. I like to play these, like, I like to play Beat Saber with these controllers. These were my favorite controllers to play Beat Saber with. 
That's all I'm gonna say. But the rest, they are really no, good thank for Meat you. Saver. Yeah, they have. Look, look, they have. Um, they have. Oh, yeah, the haptics. Special... The haptics are very strong in them too. But I'm like Rowdy, right? They are limited. They are definitely limited. They need to yeah. be redesigned. My ask, however, following probably Oculus's path with like the Rift S, is I've been running the instructional setup video for the PSVR one, right? The number of cables and boxes and boxes and connections and boxes. Oh, yeah. The setup is a spaghetti setup. Get rid of all of that. I want two cables at most. Yeah. Headset, cable going to a box, maybe to but, the PlayStation. Nothing more than that, please. Yeah. But the but the weird part is, it's still one of the most easiest setups you can have in VR. And all the people I spoke to that uh, had a, P a PlayStation VR, I, I never heard them complain about that part. It was always like, yeah, I kind of got sick of like the way you know the visuals come by, and they were. We're talking about that, but in the end, setup-wise, if you I, use the manual, it's like there are a lot of cables. I'm not gonna lie, but the but setup, the manual they use is super easy. Having a lot of cables because even setting up a PlayStation that's, in general that's also is true. already like that is also true. Cables. But the, the other thing I gotta say about these guys, my last point about these controllers, where Oculus also falls down. I love the fact that the part where you're like loading guns or whatever together, they're soft. You know, these are softballs. These are not. I, I initially, when I saw these before, I was like, I didn't realize that they were just squidgy rubber balls. And yeah. the fact that they are is super nice because if you hit something or someone, yeah, you don't hurt them. And the chances of you actually hitting someone with the physical controller, there's almost no plastic. Well, they, you know, they that are, you're gonna they are that. definitely made to be used. Yeah, and then to... Sony gets it. That's the thing. Sony gets that kind of stuff. So I'm really and... curious what comes next. After those uh, yeah, yeah. funky and, controllers. And I, I like, I'm going to defend Zim a little bit here with, with these controllers. They are also very good because of the fact that they're super simple in design. So everyone who just grabs them, they're very easy to understand. Well, when you demo the touch super controllers, the, the index controllers or others, it's still quite complicated for people. I think these are the easiest ones too. You just, you can only grab them in one way with these buttons and... That's it. No, I'm, 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 I'm not joking here. I'm serious. <laughs> I hate them. We got some great questions from the chat. Like, first off, like uh, we got um, a lot of people also agreeing with Zim, saying that anything is better than the original Vive ones. Yeah. Now, I don't think that that's a fair point then. Uh, but also the same person is saying that Zim is probably suffering from severe Stockholm syndrome. It has no thumbstick. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> the move yeah, controller is look kinky. Lost in translation said he also found other uses <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also the grip button on the side is next to useless the yeah. grip button on the side the, 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 the and button then we on the side <laughs> we, we, i'll save the best for last we have uh, paradise decay asking uh zim can you squeeze those balls on the top <laughs> yes you can just like that I, I just what I hate about the controllers the most is the drifting you have. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. that's the yeah. thing that annoys me. Um it's solvable if you have like this crazy dark setup because that's the funny part. If I play with my PlayStation VR and I complain about drifting, then the uh, PlayStation VR community is very, you know, uh, um nice to help me out with that, but sometimes I'm like, do I really need to play in complete darkness to make mm -hmm. it happen? The mm -hmm. first time I played with the PSVR and Job Simulator. You have my face cam in my video. It's completely dark. And you only see my headset and these two controllers. Uh, and, and that's about it. But I don't know. It's What they made is still good. And yeah. these controllers are ancient. The, the, super the ancient, but they I, do the trick. Yeah, they do the, the problem trick. I, the problem I have with these controllers is that is I don't find them very intuitive. 
Like, I don't find the controls on them very intuitive for a VR game. Like, what I want is I want, indeed, like, I want to go to finger tracking and all these kind of things so that controls become more intuitive, that you don't need to click a button to pick something up. No, you physically duck and oh, you yeah. pick it up with your hands. That's that's the kind of way that I want to go to. And that's why, I, that's the main reason why I say I want to see new controllers. Oh, for anyone who's it. ever, like, affected about with these things, I, I, I want to point something out. Like, you, you play Doom VFR with this, it's lovely, except for until you realize that for movement, right? You've got the trigger. It's obvious what that does. You got mm. the action button in the middle, and then yeah. these four are yeah. your are equivalent of WASDA. So one of these is forward motion. One of them, two, <laughs> two of them are left and right, and one of them is backwards. Which one? It's but, up to you. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. No. So Mike, oh, Mike was gosh. Mike was talking about what we want to see with the next PlayStation VR, and all we talk about is why these controllers are still super good. Well, no. We, in the end, we all want to see new controllers, though, right? Or you yeah, want to see I, the same ones? I don't I, like them. Imagine this reveal, and it's like, hey, we have a new PlayStation VR with this crazy 330 field of view, and we still have the same controllers. Uh, Amazing, and then Zimmer's like, "Wow, oh, yes, yes, yes! Oh, exciting, exciting!" I, no, that's you know, where all my I, loyalty ends. All I want is Ape Escape VR. That's all I want. Okay? Oh my god! So, <laughs> enough, enough! Oh my god! I feel like every single topic we talked about today has triggered some like. You know, this ruckus is, discussion. This this is why we enjoyed that that one podcast so much without you because you're the one that usually stops <laughs> us from <laughs> stops us teacher. from uh, it, you know. It, it's literally like herding cats. It is. It's like the, you just can't control them. You can't. Shut um, up, Mike. So let, let's let's just Mike, round up Mike, the show. Mike, you party pooper. I know, right? I've always been like, you know, got to keep a lid on these guys. Um, let's ask the chat some questions while we round up the show. Uh, hopefully you've all enjoyed the show. We've talked about loads of stuff. We've got triggered oh. about loads of stuff. We've talked about Facebook reality labs, Tasby wrist, uh, bands. We've talked about crisis brigade. We've talked about vertigo Two games releasing next week, uh, PSVR, fake news, <laughs> Minecraft, everything. Tin, so tin if you've enjoyed suits. it. Yeah, leave a like on the video. Make sure you're subscribed as well. Uh, thank you for everyone that's joined us live in Big Screen TV. I'm super intrigued if it's all worked. Uh, yeah, in big so Johnny TV. Wells, who's a very regular viewer, just said, my quest died in Big Screen at one hour, 51 minutes. So it sounds oh, like that is completely our fault. That is completely our fault for keep oh, on rambling on. Yeah, that's going to be a real problem. Sorry for, for all of you that your quests have died or are dying. Uh, but I hope you've enjoyed it anyway. If you're watching it in a PC VR headset, I'd love it if you took some pictures of like who you're with right now in big screen tv and us on the screen and just uh, post them at f reality uh, crew on twitter we'd love to see the pictures uh super intrigued how it performs on big screen tv if it does well then uh they'll continue to be showing up every week so let us know let the developers of big screen know as well if you enjoyed it in big screen tv uh, yes. but of course we always appreciate the the viewers that join us live on Facebook, Twitch, and uh, YouTube as well. And for those that listen to the audio version of the show, because we put a lot of extra work into that version yeah. of the show, so it sounds True. much better. Um, but yeah, if you've got any questions, I'll just recap the show times and then just chuck them in the chat and we'll read a couple out before we say goodbye. So just a reminder, it's uh, live streamed every Saturday uh, at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. So you won't hmm. miss the show. And we are on Spotify right now. And on Spotify. We literally added this it this week as a request from our listeners. Uh, so if you subscribe yeah. to Spotify, it's on there as well. I'm, I'm a big fan of Spotify. I'm going to listen to the show through Spotify for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, the audio version is great. I, I love listening to it back. That's weird, uh, though. When I'm on a train journey. <laughs> it's like somewhere. listening to yourself once again. I know. But the thing is, I, I still find it interesting. I still find it funny to listen to. Uh, yeah. I think that's a good testament yeah. of, a, of a funny show that we all have diverse yeah. opinions and we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and, and it's a way for us to also improve over time to, you know, listen to ourselves like, hmm, maybe I uh, I should talk more about that next episode or do this or do that yeah. or maybe not do something So anymore. that was the I, pivotal uh, point I when disagree. the entire audience came against me when I just mentioned two specialized controllers that were that, just that, that's why when i'm listening to it i always go i need to keep a lid on these lads like <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why you are the host in the end if i was yeah. the host i would have been like zim and rowdy go on just talk all, yeah. about all these rumors let's have fun four hours later they're still going <laughs> yeah. eight yeah, hours true. later okay. <laughs> yeah so let's, let's go for some questions from the chat then yeah sure uh let's see <laughs> oh, uh, one one question was um, specifically, I, I saw this several times earlier on, and I saw it just recently here. They were asking about uh, chat appearing in the big screen edition. And I think the way the big screen currently works, you have one source feed. And, and if unless we bake the chat in, um, as people normally do if they're casting or whatever, um, a live stream, I, I don't think you'll be able to see chat. So unless we can, unless there, unless you guys know of a special way that Big Screen has already engineered for a second source, then I, I think no. our hands are tied. I, th I think the great thing, especially watching it in Big Screen, is to promote you chatting amongst the eight people that are in the room with you, yeah. if there's eight people there. You know, like have that discussion between you. Yeah, It is an open forum after all. It's just a shame that there's no way to get those messages back out to us. Um, but it's just a, a test right now. Maybe we can implement some features in the future if uh, if if it becomes popular enough on big oh, yeah. screen, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Also, someone says uh, I have an eight-hour shift ahead, so talk away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's the great thing you can listen to the show when you're doing anything it's, it's the same with any podcast that's why i love podcasts so much um but yeah oh, that's it's... actually a great tip from uh, from flipper side if people want to see the chat they can actually pull up a second screen uh in the in big screen and have the uh the youtube chat just on that screen that's a great idea if you're on a pc vr headset you can certainly do that um not yeah. so much with the quest um True. yeah you could have a pop-up window you can flip to the browser if chat isn't going unfortunately our chat is pretty fast if chat isn't going too fast you can always swap between apps which is going to be really annoying but if you're yeah. really into chat like i know some yeah. people are like they care about chat almost more than the show um that which is fine um yeah then that's an option as well it's a it's an awkward one but obviously we need a uh first party solution at some stage yeah yeah right well great thank you for joining us live wherever you've watched this or if you're watching the audio version we really really appreciate you all we'll be back next week as always at the usual time have a great week in vr we'll be back of course talking about Cyberpilot, no doubt next week so make sure you stay tuned for that until then bye bye for now take care see you later bye bye bye, -bye. get out of here <laughs>